Then welcome everybody for another episode of the Group Up Podcast. Hope you've had a fantastic day, evening, afternoon, wherever you're coming from. And I've assembled another stellar cast for you guys to break down and discuss Overwatch as we approach our six month anniversary, right? Like uh, Overwatch 2, I saw the the dev blog post mentioning that it's been six months. What a it, Time is flying by, man. Time is flying by in the bottom right with a shaved and clean look ready for scrims. He's trying to optimize, he's trying to aerodynamic himself for his scrims. <laughs> is Samito in the bottom right. What's up, man? How's it going, man? I'm good, I'm good. Sipping his drink. In the top left is the powerhouse of Flats, Mr. Famous Streamer going on famous award shows and whatnot, representing the Watch community. How you doing, Flats? I'm hanging in there. I'm coming off being a little bit sick, so my voice is still a little, you know, but I'm good. That's what happens when you go outside, man. That's what happens when you touch grass. Not happening again. Never make that mistake again. And in the bottom left, with the musical background and the musical tones that she brings to every every discussion, is Faria. Faria, what's up? Hey, hey, it's going good. How are you? Very excited to have you on. I, I had to go. You know, we usually Frito is the is the triumvirate that finishes it off, but I had to replace the F with the F. You know, like Faria for Frito. So I think that keeps rolls <laughs> off the tongue nicely. All right, nice. people. So, Season 3, we're approaching the end, we're approaching Season 4 when we'll have another new hero. But Season 3, uh, let's start with the discussion, how we feeling, again, on that six-month anniversary. Uh, I'm going to take it to Flats first, because I haven't heard from him in a while, haven't spoken to him in a while. Flats, six months, and Season 3, how do you reflect on either or both right now? I was kind of hoping you were going to start with Sam first. Man, I got to set the tone for this. Oh, man, I'm, that's not good. Oh, oh God. Uh, oh, God. I'm I'm like at like a five out of ten at this point. I don't know. I I'm pretty bored of Overwatch at the moment. Uh, nothing's really been impressing me recently. Uh, kind of feels like we're kind of regressing in a lot of ways to how Overwatch One was kind of going. Um, in terms of progression, if that makes sense, like almost like downhill slide. Uh, and that scares me a, a little. So I'm, I'm, I'm like a five out of ten. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really sure where, to, where that would, where that would come from. But okay, five out of ten. Faria, how about yourself? Your first appearance on the podcast in a while. How do you feel about Overwatch? I feel like I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the same camp as Flats. I'm a little bit bored right now, and I feel like I find myself and a lot of other creators diving into the lore aspects of the game and just anything to spice it up a little bit more, because gameplay-wise, it's it's kind of same old, same old. Like it feels like a platform where you go on, you just like log on, play comp, but then on top of that, you're having conversations, and like that's where that's where the juice is. Like that's that's where the fun is for me. But yeah. It feels super, super stale right now, and it's a little worrying. Interesting. Stale is the sentiment so far, Samito. Stale, is that how you feel? So, I th from a balance standpoint, I actually think it's really good. I think this is the best season of balancing that they've done in a really, really long time. Like, now... Is the game getting stale? I can see I can see why people would say that. Like I've just been kind of grinding comp, but I don't think that's from a balance standpoint. I think that's from like a, a format standpoint. Like obviously a tournament ladder would be very fun. Something to grind towards would be fun. Like I think at a foundational level, and obviously we didn't get a new hero this season too. Um, so like this definitely was like the least amount of content. Cause I think all we got no Shambali was season two, right? Shambali was season two. Am I am I cuckoo mm, cocoa puffs? No, this season. Or is that season yeah, yeah, three? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Antarctica was this season. 
Oh, yes, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. My fault. My fault. Uh, I think if the map pool was gone this season, things would be different or a little bit better. But I totally understand the sentiment of things being boring. I don't think from a. I, I actually think I've never seen. Th there are more heroes viable right now on ladder and even in like high level play than in beta one. I, I think they should. The balance team should be really, really happy with how they did um, throughout uh, season three. Uh, the drone changes were a little bit meh, in my opinion. That those are scary. I'm always very scared to see those. Um, but I, I think that they got a lot of heroes to a very good spot and made every single slot competitive, and they should be very happy about that. Um, I agree with a bit of the boredom, though. I, I've been burning the candle at both ends with like a lot of tournaments and like comp play and, and scrims, so I, I need to slow down a little bit before I implode myself in the head. But I, I think that, that format-wise, they definitely need to start taking things... Oh, no. To there the next it is. level. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think definitely format-wise, they need to start looking to take things to the next level. Um, and then when they do that, I think that the game will feel much more fresh and with a new hero, hopefully coming soon. Um, things will be a lot less boring. But I think from a foundational level, the balance team did well. See, Samito's ah. praising the balance team, so they're trying to, like, the, the gods, the vengeful gods are striking him down right now. He's just been attacked by some unknown plague to, to interrupt these yeah. kind words. Yeah, yeah, real. Yeah. From, from my end, I actually have been having a lot of fun, um, but I think I have, I've been trying to make my own fun. Because um, I think, mm -hmm. you know, we spoke on the podcast a while back, and, you know, Sam Sam was not really happy with me and Flats, who were like, you know, stop taking this game too seriously. Like, you know, it's, it's not a game you're going to grind forever. And uh, I mean, Sam has been having a lot of fun grinding, so I applaud him. He's been he's been popping off on his uh, various adventures on World Cup trials and whatnot. So he's been having fun on the competitive end. But for me, I just you know making my own fun, uh, learning new heroes. That's that's kind of been my journey recently. Just trying to like find new ways to like find the freshness of Watch. Because you guys are right in a, in a content sense, it's stale. But that's where I think you know Watch has that depth because there's thirty something plus heroes. I forget the exact number, thirty six or something. Six. I know I know how to play like a handful of them really well. So there's still always a, like a, an ocean of heroes that I can, you know, d dive into, spend time learning, and, and and I've had a lot of fun that way. I agree with Sam. I think the balance has been uh, really really good. Um, there are some things that frustrate, but that will always be the case. Like you always will run up against something. You're like, oh my god, this this thing is so annoying, and like that thing is so annoying. Uh, but you're right, I've seen a lot of things get played. I think a lot of the frustration with the gameplay experiences are more to do with matchmaking and the rank system, yeah. which still continue oh, yeah. to frustrate no end. And and I think, yeah. in particular, to summarize, before we kind of dive in deeper to what might be the cause of this staleness, I think uh, it feels like now, more than ever in Overwatch, you will just lose a game and there's like very little you can do. Like Sometimes you enter a game and you're like, this is a, this is a lost game. And you kind of have to accept it and just like shrug your shoulders and move on. Uh, and there's almost no fighting it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take to to flats again. We'll go around the circle again one more time uh, because you were nodding your head there, flats. So what has been part of the staleness? Obviously, we know the there was not gonna be a new hero this season, and we we will accept that world. That will be our every other season will be that for us. But it doesn't have to be boring, right? It can still be fun. But this one hasn't been for you or medium medium fun. Well, I think I think Sam kind of nailed it too with like map pools and stuff because there's a lot of games right now <clears throat> where you load in and you lose at the start screen because you get like a Havana and you're like, well, I don't have a Widow player and they do, so GG, game over. And it's like, uh, the, you know, a lot of things are playable and f like there's more stuff that's viable, but I would argue there's a lot of stuff that's also just really not fun to play against right now. Uh, 
I don't like the mercy changes. I thought it was bad. The mercy players don't like the changes. It's less fun. I don't like playing against it. I think it's less fun. I think BAP getting buffed out of nowhere was just a horrendous idea. Um, <laughs> everyone also thought like Rush was just like ultra OP strong and like Ryan was ultra OP strong. And I was kind of like, I don't know, guys. I don't feel like it's actually that crazy. And everyone's like, nah, you, it was your propaganda. You got everything. And then now, now we're seeing actually there's a lot of stuff that's probably actually a lot stronger um and, and things like somber are, are back a little bit more and a lot of very annoying to play against um things like bastion are actually like somewhat kind of viable in certain places and as a tank player playing in a bastion is not a great time um and it's remember we talked last podcast where it feels very much like you're like a you're like a puppet for your supports in a lot of ways mm-hmm. that still very much feels very viable or not viable like the case like it feels like it's much more of the case than ever um so that plus i'm actually back to playing more ranked than not playing ranked uh because personally uh matchmaking improved i would say in ranked improved it's not great but it it got better than the beginning of the season uh but like quick play is less fun mystery heroes is less fun uh sure mode still sucks balls it's awful it's useless it's literally a cosmetic feature it's the same thing as rank your rank is a cosmetic feature in in overwatch (laughs) 2 so is so is uh, sometimes mode. your teammates are cosmetic too yeah <laughs> not wrong i don't know i've just honestly i i don't want to like say the word disdain but i've been getting a lot of i've been getting really pissed off recently um it's just like every, all the little problems that happened at the start of the game were kind of covered by the honeymoon phase and it's like no longer and longer we come down the line you know like for example we saw in, in like the 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 recent like you know uh developer talks and the blog like oh they're thinking about bringing back like you know the the like the ratings of the teams like you can see what level of a lobby you're in that, that shit we had in overwatch one wait why are we looking forward to that like, wait what that was that, i didn't even think about that like that's something we used to have we're getting it back as a new feature that feels like nhl 14 when they took away like my player and then brought it back the new se- next season as a new feature it's like wait what that's not a new feature that's an old feature um so i i don't know dude I, I, how do we make this season more fun i I did some uh, custom games PVE yesterday uh, with Seagull and Emong. That was a good time. Um, but I'm going to be real with you. I'm a little nervous. I- I'm a kind of a little bit nervous at the moment. Uh, and I-, I haven't been able to make as much of my own fun as as I normally would have been. And I feel like I'm almost getting pigeonholed back into just playing ranked again. And that's not good because ranked is not as fun uh, with how it's the state of it. To the point where I'm like, I don't want to play this right now. And I haven't had that feeling yet in Overwatch 2. And I'm nervous that I'm going to get that feeling more long-term and be like, maybe I don't want to play Overwatch as much anymore. That's interesting and, and potentially alarming signs again. I think the Overwatch community would always be alarmed when it's when it's awesome big creators are, are thinking about not playing as we had in the, let's call Valorant Gate era when, when the Twitlongers were aplenty and uh, everyone was was, ship, <laughs> was shipping off. <laughs> also, be, be prepared, Flats, for the old content branded as new when they eventually and inevitably bring back 2CP. It's happening. Like I, I think it's happening. At some point, 2CP is coming back and they're going to be like, new content, fellas, we got you. It doesn't okay. even work in Overwatch 2. It's not a physical, it's not a viable game mode. T- 2CP was almost all tank dependent. Your tanks were the ones who guided you into the fights, took positioning, mm-hmm. contested point. Now you only have one tank. They either have to contest point or contest their team. It's not, you can't do it anymore. It's going to be ass. It's going to be awful. Like it's not a viable game. 
I think we should. Someone needs to tag J three on that one, little particular rant. But uh, Faria, you know, he do you? <laughs> I know, right? Do you mirror Flats' sentiments there about like just how it feels playing ranked and yeah. and how some of the the balance concerns as well that he raised? You know, I I think they shit the game out with a nice little bow and they beefed up that package as much as they could they were like bam here's a bunch of new maps here's a bunch of new heroes a bunch of new shit get excited you know and look at this wonderful map of content that we have planned but it's like you could see it even from the very start when they first gave us the overview of like it starts to trickle as you go and i feel that ranked as a game mode even if they do a good job of balancing it it's gonna get stale for people because overwatch sometimes isn't fun to be a fan of the same way that hear me out league of legends is right league of legends game is like the worst part about it but like being a league fan <laughs> in every other aspects like the cinematics the shows the music videos like the lore drops you get the characters everything else is so exciting and i think if overwatch had more about that there would be less pressure on the ranked system and on tournament modes and all this kind of stuff and gameplay and variety less pressure on that stuff to really um make up the experience right yeah, that's a very it's interesting been... point. Yeah, it's a very interesting point. I'm mean, flats. You want to quickly agree before I let Sam chime in? Honestly, kind of nailing it. Like, there's, there's, like, okay, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be point blank honest. Us little Overwatch creators are like literally tiny. Like, we in the grand scheme of things, I learned that from that streamer awards event. We are no, like, we, nobody knows us. We don't exist. But even worse though is we're all basically in this one trick land where we all just have to play ranked, and that's what in Overwatch One we were taught to only play ranked because that's all the community cared about. In games like Apex, like people play pubs. Like Asu basically makes a whole his whole brand is going into pubs and just absolutely destroying, and it's hilarious and it's awesome content. We only have ranked. That's it. And even our competitive scene, like Overwatch League, and first off, Overwatch League and, and ranked and content are completely separate. We're not, we're not going to be able to reestablish that with it being on YouTube. We're fucked. We're in different lands at this point. So there is no end game for the ranked content. There is no end game. We're all just in this endless, like running around circle. And if ranked sucks, it gets a million times worse and there's no other options. So Varya is nailing it. Like we can't, there's no lore to talk about. There's no fun things like, outside of just being good at video game to talk about like it's 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 kind of insane interesting i mean sam you've been nodding so i want to let you have your piece what do you what do you think about all this you know back in the day i used to be like so into the lore of the game and i i definitely think that that's something that we've kind of missed on right like i i heard so many cool things about arcane and league and I don't know if you guys, I, I've never played Dota, but did you guys see the Dota show on Netflix too? It is awesome. It is freaking sweet. It is beautiful. Like the, the, the animation of it, like it's, it's awesome. Even Cyberpunk Edgerunners, like, you know, that was, that was a fan favorite. That just came. I think it won an award actually um, at some, whatever the, 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 the anime awards are. And I, I, I can agree with that, right? You know, for me, like even like as a very competitive player, um, I, I, I used to be like very into into all the stories and like the the discussion of heroes and sometimes you know when I hear the heroes talking in game about like what's going on in the Overwatch verse like it intrigues me still a little bit so there's still like the little bit of spark there and I, I'd like to see that get fleshed out one way or another <laughs> I don't know what's going on. it's it's I just had pad Thai it's the pork belly I can feel it, it just sometimes it just does not agree with me um, but 
uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see the world be built on um, because it really was special. Like what made me get the game was the dragon cinematic. And I think that that cinematic was the second best cinematic ever made because I don't know if anything's ever going to top Skyrim. I don't think anything could ever beat how hyped the Skyrim cinematic was. That was the best cinematic ever made. Um, but I, I, I hope to see that. And I, I think that the community could definitely benefit from from more stuff like that. And Overwatch is very... Uh, one-dimensional with its interests i think right now um not that it's that's necessarily not, not that they've done that interest poorly in that you know at least people are playing the game again like there's a consistent content coming out and we're coming out of map pools etc cetera, etc cetera. but i'm excited to see i i think this kind of needs to go into gear two i think we're getting we're, we're definitely out of the honeymoon phase and we're heading into gear two and I think they did well to launch in the first six months, but I, I'd love to see them step it up and spice it up, get, get some heat in there uh, going forward. So I, I, I agree. I agree. I think there's definitely a lot more to do. Mm. I think I think to try and devil's advocate here, I think the devs would say that they have released a lot of lore, but I think it would be, it's it's more buried. It's like, it's it's a lot of like novels, short stories, comics, yeah. stuff that perhaps... This isn't canon. Yeah, or the lover watch, as yeah, Faria is pointing mm -hmm. out too, which is like, yeah, which was really fun. for. Uh, yeah, Lover Watch is not. Much... Lover Watch is not. No. Go oh, ahead, Freya. Okay. Freya, oh, yeah. you um, want to elaborate? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my fear is like they're putting all of their eggs into. They're doing the same thing they did when Overwatch Two was in the works, and then there was like that big content content drought for like a year and a half, where they're putting all their baskets into Overwatch Two PVE, and they're like, "This is the big lore drop and everything." But what if it's like a situation of like, what if it's like a Borderlands game where you play it once? And then it's done, right? Mm -hmm. And then and you've got everything you've got, and then you just watch the rest of the cinematics or like voice lines on YouTube because you're like, oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah, and that's scary. I I agree. <laughs> I I love like the because I I think the way that you all put it is great. Like it's kind of buried, right? Like for for the Dota show, like it, which is by the way, watch it. You have fantastic. Seriously, so good, so good. Um. And, and Arcane and, like, the cinematics. I think why Overwatch is so popular. I would, would you all say that in terms of the lore and the story, the cinematics in Overwatch are, like, the cream of the crop. Like, like perfect. Like, the, like, those... I would love to see... And I get that's probably high budget. This is way out of my... You know, I, I'm the kid that got a B in art class. So, like, you know, just for context. Um, I think I would love to see some eggs in that basket, too. I think it would be really, really sweet with, like, Arcane. Like, you can't tell me they wouldn't nail it. You can, I, I wouldn't believe you. I just wouldn't believe you. I would love to see that happen. Just some kind of, like, very forefront out there, watchable um, lore, lore content would be freaking sweet. I'd, I'd love it, I, personally. And I'm sure, I'm sure the devs would agree, too. And I feel like this is another case of, like having to start or watch again almost from the ground up like i feel like in many ways from the dev yeah. side it is like overwatch 2 was it wasn't just a, a new game for the show of it it was literally like a, a reset for them because i'm guessing like you know i think the covid era and the you know jeff leaving and all that i think almost that was like a a whole moment of upheaval where they had to spend you know 18 months or whatever just just actually restructuring everything in the team okay well we're going to ship this new game we can't keep working on pve forever we're going to make pvp okay who's the who's in charge now like who's <laughs> who's doing what now and i think that for them they i'm sure they are probably like yeah we'd love a cinematic you know we'd love a bunch of cinematics too sam you know we'd love a netflix show too sam you know yeah and i guess yeah, you know and I, I guess like you know what do we know like I, I i'm sure we're all like put it out and they're probably like we know and it's hard and you don't know about this that the other that goes into making it and budget blah 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 but 
you're right in that they they've been trying to give us stuff they've been trying to give us these like i said these comics there's like there's a lot more voice interactions you got to credit them for like i know they put like ten thousand. the voice lines are amazing we keep yeah, finding cool. new ones they're really really awesome and and I, that's i think what draws it's almost like the the tease right because they show us like a a surf like there's the surface of like these characters interacting and referencing things that we haven't experienced and it's like that tease because we're like oh that sounds so cool it sounds so cool that you guys did this thing that you're refer like you're, you're referring to but like where where is it where can we see it where can we play it where can we get our hands on it so it, it does almost feel like you know we're being teased by a lot of lore and maybe they're doing their best like give us like whatever they can until the pve drops these bigger picture things drop but you're right in that when it, from the experience of playing the game we don't get that like wider engagement with Overwatch, right? Like the closest thing we get is when the play Overwatch Twitter account creates a homing missile that homes in on May, right? Like that's like the closest thing we get to like, whoa, they they did something that's di like you know something different. We don't really necessarily have a lot to spend our time on, and and that alludes to to Flat's point, which is, yeah, we don't really have a lot of like I don't know creators who just only play the arcade. I'm honestly Flat, you're like your like adventures and Mister Heroes have been like the closest we've had to anyone kind of really diving deep and substantially into the fringe modes of Overwatch. So, like, do you feel like that's something we can actually change? Or is that, like, a part of the culture of Overwatch that will we'll always just be, like, comp grinders? I mean, the culture can always change, right? Like, it takes time, but it's, like, being people, getting people introduced to that is definitely hard because people like to be, comf like, comfy, right? Like, if your audience is so used to ranked, right? They're gonna come in. They have it to me all the time. It's like, is Flats taking a, a break from ranked? Why is he not playing ranked? Why? Excuse me, streamer, streamer. Why are you not playing ranked? Why ranked? Hello, strike, streamer, streamer, streamer. And it's like that. It can be obviously frustrating. It can be like you know, like oh, your people are not gonna be happy with this type of content. But at the same time, though, it is better content. Like you're, everything can be solved pretty much by making better content. And if you actually know how to make better content and like you can kind of feel it, right? Like sometimes there's, it, it happens with everybody. It's like you have a passion project. There's something you work on. It doesn't do that hot. It's like, wow, it didn't do that great. Why did it not do that great? Was the content not good or is it not match your audience, right? Like there can be times where you make something that's really, really good content, but maybe it just doesn't hit with them. You know, like if you, if you make something about like mystery heroes, right? And you're, I'd say Sam, because Sam is, I would say, really much like a like a rank grinder. Most of the people who watch Sam, I would Im imagine, mostly want to watch people be really, really, really fucking good at the game and and kill things and maybe learn from him because he does a lot of unranked GMs stuff like that. If you just hop into Mystery Heroes and just start having a good time, they'd be like, well, well, where's my ranked? You know what I mean? But it's like Sam could be, you could be the best Mystery Heroes player of all time because you're good at everything. It could be fun. Like for example, what Emong is doing, and I did it too, was. Uh, could we get every single ultimate with every single character in one setting, right? And it was all RNG, right? Like, because, like, it was funny for him because it, we went three sessions without him getting a tracer once. Um, but people loved that. They were like, you know, like, holy shit, he can't get tracer. It's so funny. And it, like, built up to that moment that when he finally got tracer, like, everyone, oh, he has it. Wait a minute. It's possible. And then there was one time he got it, like, a 90% ult chart, like, 90% uh, capture point percentage, like, you know, after the game was about to be over, and it was like, no way, you can't get it now, you know? And those are cool moments. Those are fun moments for people. Um, Tells a story, yeah. Yeah, it's a good story. And honestly, storytelling is a big part of content. If you're just playing ranked all day long, it's not really going to do that well. And also, oh, I'm going to hit the bingo card early. 
the reason why I personally want a lot of like stuff like stacking and whatnot is uh, the culture of Overwatch changed, I would say, around the time XQC became a big streamer in Overwatch. Um, he was a solo queue streamer and then duo queue with like Moxie and stuff. And I actually truly believe that that had a big effect on the culture of Overwatch because Overwatch was a stacking game until around that point in 2018. 2016, 2017, Overwatch was a stacking game. And then around then, like people saw the biggest streamer was always solo queue, always solo queue or duo queue, you know, doesn't want to look boosted, doesn't want to like, you know, like, oh, I like to solo only. And a lot of people mimic that. And actually, even a lot of the pro players that came up, I don't know if you guys saw Dante's tweet like a couple months ago, but he was like, he hates that. Like he was like, I, the new generation of pros frustrates him because they just sit out of voice the entire time and like never join voice and they don't really try hard. That's true. I can't tell you how many games I play at this point that are silent. No one says a word. And that is not what old Overwatch used to be. So to me, I want stacking back because I get to control my experience and I get to create those stories and those narratives. And that's what makes good content, not me stomping the ladder. I don't want a five stack with Emong and Seagull and Jay and Karku or Sam to stomp the ladder. We're going to get fucking rolled 99% <laughs> of the time, I promise you. But those one or two games we get where we might win or it's a close win and we all have a good time, that is the stories. That's what's enjoyable. That's what's fun content to make, but also playing ranked at the same time. So I know I'm rambling a little bit here, uh, but I feel like we've lost a lot of that type of stuff in Overwatch. And there's just there's just no stories to go to. I want to hear from Free, but first I'll let Sam chime in because we've 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 hit the bingo card, the the flats question, the Samito question, whatever you want to call it, about stacking has been raised. And Sam, you've been engaging in some, I mean, you've been you've been on fire on Twitter recently, but you've been engaging in some stacking discussions on Twitter too. I mean, what is what have they been? My bingo card. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this is what happens when I start scrimming like and playing like eight plus hours a day. Just the filter that I built in, it just goes away. I can't do that and do this. So. I, you really nailed it, and what people don't talk about, and this makes me really sad to think about, um, is the amount of like little communities in the Overwatch scene that died when they took out stacking. Um, you know, we ha used to have like the Get Money Discord, like we used to have like there was the the we called it the IRS stack of like Bustio, Kaluj, and all those guys, and they would just like they because they take all your SR. You know, there was the Last Tim stack, like there was the Hot Gator Sugar Free stack. You know, there were the the, the the Kefri troll stacks right like the list goes on and on and on and you know those like were just such an important heart and soul of the community and it really sucks to see that not be there and it just makes me kind of sad to think about it because look it's not like at this point I, I know the arguments and I get it I'm not saying it's going to be perfect right are we really going to act like the ranks not coin flip right now are, are we are we really gonna say that the, that it would be look if my games are gonna be coin flip anyway i would rather the latter be in a state where people have heart and they're trying and they're doing the best they can to win if i'm gonna automatically win or lose a game i'd rather have that happen and i think actually would solve a lot of problems but i, I I'll, I'll bring that up in a question form later for you guys because i've been thinking about it a lot but i think the narrative part is, is oh so so true so so true everyone was able to find like a little, pretty well i say everyone but a lot of people were a lot of like able to find like little communities of friends to stack with and play with and that's what gaming's about that's just what it's all about is is with your friends and doing it together and you know it just makes me really sad to not see that and here's my point too here here's what i challenge everybody okay if you don't want us to stack at high level play apply the same treatment to every single rank too because it's true, maybe probably less true in lower ranks, but the double standard there of, oh, only the high rank players can't do it, where most of the content creators reside, like in terms of like the bigger streamers, like that's where everybody is. 
right? Sam, there's already an example of this. You want it? What is it? Go. So remember we all complained about the 3900 system in Overwatch oh. 1 and said it was terrible? We all were complaining. We're like, dude, resetting to 3900 literally does nothing because your MMR is still in the background, like 44, 45, 4600. And one of two things either needs to happen. One, you need to lose a bunch of games to re like realign your SR and your your MMR so that you can reclimb. Or you have the Hawks, the Hawk theorem, I'm going to call it, where Hawk was so good, he never really lost many games. So I played a game against Hawk on Hanamura one time where he had four diamond players and I had six top 500s and we spawn held them on Hanamura. Like, Did he go Hawk? That, he went Diva, Hawk. <laughs> I think I, I think he rolled out Arissa at one point, got desperate. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, the whole board. Was, he tried everything. He probably had an MMR of almost 5,000. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. probably at the ceiling. Yeah. And you know what? They reloaded. Re we said it sucked. We didn't like it. Everyone's like, shut up stupid career and they get it and, and then they did it for everybody and everyone went bananas and now they're removing in season you, four you know what that's here's a our play. example here's our play blizzard apply it to everybody it's a double standard to only apply it to us and not apply it to the whole ladder apply that to the entire ladder because the, the people's arguments that stacking makes the games more coin flip it's true in every rank so apply it to every rank i bet it wouldn't last two weeks so i give it seven days <laughs> seven days Seven days. I like this. I like this a lot. The that's that's our only angle. Listen, just just apply it to everybody. And look again. I just want to reiterate: it's not perfect, right? But the 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 pros drastically outweigh the cons, and this is what it is. There, I, I don't know. Like, did you all see a clip I tweeted last night of the Nixel three stack, and they got Clank on their team on Paris, and then he charged straight down mid on Ryan and Alt F four at the start of the game. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but. Uh, before before I give my take, I want to give Faria the chance to chime in because I will I will try and push back against the stacking propaganda to try and you know bring some balance here, <laughs> lest I be accused of a one sided debate. But do you have any thoughts that you wanted to chime in? I completely agree with the idea that it's all about spinning stories and narratives because my favorite games are the games where like I pick one player on the enemy team to just have a death pact with and it's like say you're playing on Ishparansa and you, you're Sombra and there's an echo and you're both fighting for that health pack or fighting for control of that area and you just like you can weave a story out of just targeting that one player and it makes it so fun and playing with friends and other creators facilitates that it facilitates those rivalries where oh yeah there's a diva on the enemy team who just keeps eating your goddamn pulse bombs and you just want to get a stick on her as she's demecking, right and it's just like things like that are so fun when you get to have bigger stacks and yeah i want to see more of that mm -hmm. okay so to the point of like well okay blizzard why why is the double standard why, why does it not apply to everyone if you can apply to, i guess the counter argument would be the difference, and I think Gavin, I remember last time he was, he is actually in chat somewhere. I don't want to put him on the spot. So don't chime in, Gavin, unless you have the mental fortitude of, you know, an absolute block of steel. But um, he does. I remember I remember last time we were we were talking, he said, well, what do you do with the alpha stack, right? What do you do at the highest end? You know, typified by the New York Excelsior stack. All the older watch OGs are like the New York Excelsior stack, the like Jonak Carpe stack that like terrorized everybody. <laughs> The difference between like when you're in, when you're in plat, you can find someone higher rank to match the the like let's say the best plat stack. You can still pull the diamonds in to match the the plat stack, right? But the problem for the high end of the matchmaker is when the New York Excelsior stack, literally the best stack that could possibly be assembled, is playing. Who do you put to just guarantee they lose against them, right? Like that is, I think the the reason why they they don't allow it at the highest end. Yes, Sam. 
Here's my answer. Ready? So first of all, if we remember, again, Al players contractually could not stack more than three. And in 5v5, you, the league could just say you guys could only duo, which means the only people who could stack, you could even say, you could even make the same rule for contenders players if you really wanted to, I guess. Uh, but you know what your answer is? You pit them against the Al players. And I guarantee you the Al players will probably have a better time playing that game than having Hawk get four diamonds, right? Because they all don't play the game anymore. And I, I've talked to many contenders players and Al players, and they just don't try and rank. They don't care, right? Because you know what? It's better than them getting the diamond one player who just runs the game down and it's instantly over, right? And it's it's the idea that you have to that somehow punish everyone, especially at the highest level of play, right? For a knee situation that I'm not trying to say that there's a right answer or that it's perfect. Again, totally acknowledge it. It just doesn't function better. And let's say, give it that point, SVB. I'll give you that fault. That is a much smaller problem to have than having absolutely zero narrative and content creation abilities and and storylines behind what high-level ranked is. And I want to give him credit, too, here. Look at what's happened with the Pro-AM. This is the most interesting competitive Overwatch that I've seen since GOATS meta, in my opinion. Right? And that's because a narrative has been allowed to be built of the contenders teams where everyone on Reddit all this time said, there's no way contenders teams could beat Al teams. They never saw the scrim codes, right? Listen, back in the day, I have some scrims of even me whipping on some Al teams, right? We just, we just beat Vegas in, in, in the World Cup. Shout out to those guys. I hope they do well this season. But, like, you know, finally we got to see some narrative and some spunk in that at, at a high-level play. And we want to talk about the gap between Al and... Um, and like the average consumer base, right? It's because there's no, you can't build any narratives on high level play anymore. You just can't. And it's very boring for the person to watch just a bland version of ranked, which is what this is. And it's just that simple. So even if we concede that point, which I'm not willing to, but this could go on forever and I don't want to get on that. It's, just, it's not better off. It's just not. Mm -hmm. And just to, just for clarity, Gavin says, I said it on J3 and SK stream, but we know not being able to play with your friends and tell those stories like Flats of Free said sucks. And we do have a plan to let GMs play together that we're working on, but not in regular competitive yet. So yeah. I think I think Scary, it's, I think but, yeah, yeah, it's totally fair to have like a, a, a compromise. I think because you know, the, it is a philosophical like again, any game that has stacking at the highest levels has this sort of you know either either people hate it or people love it or like either they hate it or they don't have it and they want it right. Like that's usually how it goes. It's like we had Interwatch one and people like the narrative was people were complaining, then we lost it. And now people are like, we want it back. So it, it it's always kind of, yeah, it's fine to try so here. hopefully we can, we can find that balance. Um, I, I, I want to bring up the pro, the pro am pro am, uh, since Sam brought it up now, um, flats free. Did you guys watch it or did you have any interest in it before I kind of set it up? I heard about it. I heard about heard some, about uh, I heard about infected taking, taking the shock to town. <laughs> that kid's awesome. And actually like, this might sound really kind of weird. But it actually is kind of really cool as a streamer and someone who plays like a lot of ranked and stuff like that to bump into like a lot of these kids when they're like kind of young and like they're like literally just like they're still in school and shit. And I think he's I mean, he still is. But like they're literally like just playing ranked every day. They're just like everyday people. And then like a year later, like they've just been grinding like crazy. And now they're taking on Overwatch League teams and popping the fuck off. That shit's so cool. Like it's almost like prideful. It's like they grow up so fast, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's what you used to see in ranked when they were like, what do you think the hot yes. gator sugar free stack was? They came from console and they came in here, invented goats, and then went and rolled everybody and beat Fusion University. And guess what? You would log on the game and you'd see a streamer playing the hot gator sugar free stack. And guess what? It was entertaining. I hate to bring it back up, but 
That's that's the kind of narratives that happen all the time. You're not wrong. People forgot better. that. Sam, that was over three or four years ago. Like a time capsule at this point. God damn. I wasn't even yeah. a streamer when those were going on. Think about that. Me either, me either. I was not. Um, I mean, so actually, you know, we, we okay, we'll bring we'll bring the pro-am in a bit, actually, because uh, there's another thing I want to talk about, and I want to ask Faria's opinion on this, which is that Obviously, we've spoke a lot about... We, we speak from a content creator perspective. Obviously, that's what we are. It's hard to remove ourselves from our experiences. We, you know, we see what we see. But the sentiment that you expressed at the start about, you know, lacking story, lacking like a wider connection to the game almost, it's it's not just for content creators. Like, there's plenty of people... I mean, from what I gather, the, the one of the reasons the matchmaking has been sometimes scuffed, again, de de depending on who you ask, is that we don't have that many people playing comp this season. And... That means that, you know, not just for the high end, but just regular players are finding that, that reason to play or watch a little bit stale right now. So, like, how do you assess that factor? Like, what, what do you think is happening at, for, for the normal player and, and what, what can be done? And, and I know, know the devs have talked about this themselves, about wanting to create meaningful reasons, but, like, how do you feel on it? I can't help but feel that... Overwatch would be really overwhelming for new players, like right now, the way it is. But on the flip side, for us, right, we feel that the game modes aren't diverse enough or that we want more. We want more variety, we want more game modes, whether that's like multiple capture points, like kind of a King of the Hill situation, but there's multiple hills, or whatever it might be. And there is the challenge of balancing that, so I, I really don't know. <laughs> it's a really tough dilemma to have. It is tough, and that's again the p perpetual fight that Overwatch always has of like a competitive game versus a game that's like f puts fun first, right? Because the more you know, we're, we're, we they've alluded to adding more game modes. Well, how many game modes can you keep adding before we're now measuring like a different set of skills in, in your yeah, gameplay? Yeah, and right? I can't help but feel like a, a game by game situation, kind of similar to the bounties that you have in your gauntlets. Those are so clever and so well run. Like if they implemented a randomizer where they select someone on the enemy team and they like give you extra battle pass XP or extra whatever it is, uh, whenever you target and kill, get a final blow on that person, right? And then have rewards and all that kind of stuff. It could just spice it up a little bit more. But as of now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're just jaded and we've played this game too much. And so we want more, but it's hard to tell. That is true. I think. I think again. It's it's so it's so hard to to get like a, a truly objective perspective because like whose perspective are you talking about, right? We Absolutely. we have our perspectives of like having played the game for six years. We've all joined as content creators at different times. You know, Sam and and Faria, you guys have been there since predating me and Flats. We're kind of a little bit newer to the content creation side. And then there's the bunch of people who've never even played Overwatch 1. They never even, like, or they joined late into Overwatch 1, right? They never mm -hmm. maybe experienced Ghosts. They never experienced Open Queue. Like, so many things they may have missed out on. And so, like, there's these different stages of, like, what is new to certain people, what isn't new. This also, like, alludes to, actually, we'll talk about it now. We can get, we'll get to the Pro-Am in a bit. But, like, other thing that I, I think is underlying all this is this discussion around SR inflation. Uh, and it's again, it's 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 it, we're probably going to be talking about it for a long time until we find whatever solution we think is correct. But I think a part of that, uh, and again to clarify for anyone who's like out of the loop, is just like a lot of people feel like, you know, everyone's SR has been inflated. You know, we've had a huge influx of new players. Most of them are bronze five. Like I said, when when someone is truly new to Overwatch, they're they're lacking six years of built up knowledge, experience, like tactics, compositions that we all take for granted every day. We're just like, oh yeah, they do that, you do this, like easy, easy. Like that's that's an easy way to approach that. But for them, it's brand new. 
And so there's a lot of players with like bronze five. And consequently, everyone has been kind of shunted up. Everyone else, you know, almost kind of got shunted up for free. Um, and there's been a lot of these discussions of like SR inflation. I think part of that comes from all this that we're talking about, the inherent context that we take for granted uh, that I don't know if it can ever really be bridged. Maybe it will over the next few years where I just feel like the people who played Overwatch for six years, they have so much on the players who haven't that we'll never be able to like, or maybe okay, it'll take a long time to bridge that gap. And so we have this high end of Overwatch players who are so, like, so much better, basically. Like, so much better than any, like, new player coming in or, or long-time returning player can even, ever, like, be right now. And I wonder if that's causing some of these frustrations, but maybe that compounds as well to this whole people not playing a lot. Uh, and I'm curious, Flats, of your POV about this, like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard, isn't it, to kind of take all this history into account, especially when we're talking matchmaking as well. I mean... God, Overwatch is one of those games, though, that like most people think they know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, Truly. yeah. And there's even GM players that think they know what they're talking about. And they literally don't have a, like a fucking clue, you know? So it's like, you know, and I'm I'm not taking any shots, but I've yeah, there's even content creators who give really, really takes that. I go, what in the world are you talking about? You know, and it's so it's a hard question. Who do you listen to? You know, do you listen to people that have like a track record of being right? Or do you listen to like, you know what I mean? Like, where do you go for your input from people? You know, and it's like from a, from a dev's perspective, right? Like some of us have more Overwatch experience than even they do, because a lot of them are new from Overwatch too. So it's like, for us, it's really frustrating because you can go, I have been around this game longer than you have. And it's like, not because it's like an ego thing, but it's just the truth. But who do they listen to? Who do you turn to that have all these like years of experience? Because they all have their own perceptions of things. It's like, who do you who do you who do you cater towards? Who do you try to move content towards? I honestly don't even know at this point. Um, but without it any direction, it kind of sucks because everyone's trying to be catered to in some way. And they're trying to make everybody happy in a lot of ways. And it just it, it just kind of won't ever happen. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen in YouTube comments, TikTok comments, whatever. It's like, Overwatch 1 didn't do well because they catered to all the pro players. That's oh, well, If you ask them, they're going to go, what, what the fuck are you talking about? That was actually the opposite. And it's like, because they think Moira's OP. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I, I don't know. A new player is just always kind of fucked, like trying to catch up, you know, like, you're almost unless you literally sit down and grind overwatch for eight hours a day every single day for at least a year i really don't see you coming in and being able to pick up this game like right out of the gate and do well unless you were like a former pro player in another game and like you have a lot of those like very healthy uh, foundational tools of how to play a game like you're gonna it's gonna be impossible so i think as overwatch gets older and older it almost becomes like league i've never played league so for so what Faria was saying earlier, League looks very interesting to me from like their their Netflix stuff, like uh from their lore, their 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 LC like the the tournament, like their their LCS, the major, like the big one. Like you see like the concert, like what like what are they gonna have? Like Ariana Grande this year? Like I, I don't know. They always have some like A-list celebrity going crazy, like top of the line. It's like almost better than like the NBA finals. But to me, I've never played League of Legends. I look at that game and go, I have no clue what I'm looking at. And like, if I even touched that game, my game, my my small little brain, my Overwatch brain would probably melt. And I think we're getting to that point where Overwatch, where 
we're almost going to be too far ahead for new players to want to really play. So, like, do you now look towards the older player because they're actually your dedicated base? I don't know anymore, you know? So, I don't know. I have a lot of mixed feelings and opinions on this whole thing. Uh, none of them are coherent and, you know, at one spot. So, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> Well, the one thing I will object to, Flats, is you're saying DJ Khaled it does not count as A-list to you. Like, what are you talking? You gonna that, put that, you put some disrespect? Was the last second. Apparently well, was there was a story that that was meant to be Khaled. It was meant to be Khaled, right? Like the the story was that that was meant to be Khaled, not DJ Khaled. But there was a mix-up. Like the the <laughs> like the they heard like someone was like, we should get Khaled to perform for the Rush League Finals, and someone was like, oh, so DJ Khaled. Hello guys, SCB here. Just want to quickly interrupt this episode of the Group Up Podcast to say that if you've been enjoying this content, then please do consider supporting me directly via Patreon. It really does help since Patreon only takes about 10% of your money, where YouTube and Twitch take 40 and 50% respectively. So it supports me and allows me to keep making videos no matter how many views they do or don't get. Also, if you are really enjoying this discussion, then why not consider watching some of my other content? First and foremost, my Twitch stream where this podcast is hosted live, and I stream five days a week doing a bunch of other things as well. If you're not much of a Twitch viewer, then you can check out the SVB side channel where all the best bits from the stream go straight to YouTube in highlight format including VOD reviews, gameplay, and streamer formats such as the Fantasy Overwatch or Rank Gauntlet that you may have seen other streamers participate in. And finally, if you're sick of Overwatch, then you could check out my other channel, The Soak, which is where I do movie and TV breakdowns. And I've done videos on things like Avatar The Last Airbender, Pixar's Up, and anime like Haikyuu. So if any of that sounds up your street, then all the links are in the description. But now, back to the discussion. And that's how, that's how we got that. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting because that is the League of Legends problem, actually. Like, So I know their their problems are getting new. Dota has this for sure. I, I'm more familiar with Dota than League, but um, their problem is getting new players to play because it's so daunting, like you said, Flats. It's like, and we are, I think, I think the good thing about Overwatch is that it's very deceptive in how it invites you, right? It's like there is a lot of heroes and stuff, but you can start very small, which is just like, just pick one hero and play them. And there's no like items and stuff like that where you really have to worry like about... Because, you know, once you you lock in on League of Legends or whatever, even your hero, yeah, they have four abilities. They all have, like, these tool tips that you got to learn. But then you get to the shop and you open the shop. It's like 200 bazillion fucking items that they all combine into recipes. And you're like, what the fuck am I supposed... What am I doing? Like, you know, obviously they have ways to try and alleviate it. They try and give you, like, recommended items. They're like, okay, do this, do that. They try to simplify the game. But still, compared to Overwatch, at least you kind of lock in. And you just, you know, you running around or whatever, Lucio, you're trolling around, you know, whatever you, hero you decide to pick, you just go and you, you learn that hero. So at least we have that. But you're right in that we're getting to the stage where the, the implied knowledge base is so wide that I, I, I do wonder what it's like for a new player. Um, Sam, I'm curious if you have any 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 thoughts on what we we'll are discussing. I have to pee real oh, fast. I'll be right back. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, You know, so I had a couple buddies get into Overwatch. Um from a new player standpoint, actually, my my buddy, my buddy Pat Flynn, my roommate's cousin, he hit Diamond for the first time. I he, he Snapchat me Diamond Five, um, and uh, he's just been grinding and liking it. You know, it was it was definitely hard at first. Like he was hard stuck, like silver, uh, you know, for for a minute there. And then he just kept learning and learning. So I I think in old six feet, and this is where the benefit of five v five comes in. Um, to where, okay, old gen versus new gen. Like, old gen might say they're like 6v6 because I think the skill ceiling's higher, higher and the game's more difficult, but it's easier for an entry-level player to pick up this game and just get value, especially with, like, pretty decent mechanics. Now, I will say, Overwatch mechanically is a very hard game. Like, the hitboxes for some heroes are very small. Your ability to strafe and accelerate is much faster. Um, 
Take, we'll take that from our aim assist debate, SVB. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, I I think I think there's enough characters uh, in in five v five that allow people to get direct quick value for the game to be playable and enjoyable. I think the kicker is going to be whenever PVE comes out, and after PVE, I stand by this. I'd love to see some form of Overwatch BR. Like I, and you're starting to see this happen, and, and they pay very very close attention going forward to Roblox, to Fortnite, and to Minecraft, who have all innovated extremely well from the original format of Minecraft that made it the most successful game in the world to this day, in that there that you had the Minecraft server networks, right, where you could create any type of game mode. Like when I worked for Mineplex, and that's how I kind of got my start, I played like a game that was like Overwatch before its time. There were five different kits, called Mindplex Champions, and you could customize, like you had Ability 1, Ability 2, Passive A, Passive B, Passive C, and Global Passive, and there was like hundreds of abilities in the game that you could choose from, and like all these custom kits, it was an insanely high skill ceiling game that we like to joke that it came before its time. There was so much stuff that you could do, and that's what made Minecraft so successful. There were so many servers that could do so much, and you're seeing it. Did you guys see the lookalike to like a, a Call of Duty made in Roblox? It literally looked like Warzone oh, graphics. Oh, dude, I saw that's yeah. crazy. Yes. yes, that's what these studios are capable of because they build a foundation to build out so much more, and that's why. So just quickly, do you want to quickly explain that, yeah. flat, Sam? Because they basically, if I correct me if I'm wrong, they basically made yeah. Call of Duty in Roblox, and it looks so good yeah, that like people like were like, "This looks." People were like, "This looks better than Call of Duty." Like, it looks better. better than Warzone Two. It looked better than Warzone Two, and like you know, I, this is this is something I've talked about for Overwatch that I wanted to do for a while. And people are like, "What are you talking about? We're we're kind of ranked OTPs right now. We're just we're ranked. Yeah. We're ranked in quick play. That's it. I mean, arcade yes. used to be kind of popular." But, you know, the most successful games in the world build foundations to build out almost anything, and they empower their community to do it. That's why the workshop was so great for a long time, and a big shout-out to the guys that made the workshop. It was, it was really, really fun. But there's a whole other level to it, and that's the most successful games in the world. So I would love to see – I forget where I – what was the, the starting question? I just got a little – I I got excited. No, it was uh, not really even a question. We're just kind of spitballing about uh, – yeah, yeah, about oh, new players. Yeah, sorry, I lost yeah, my – Yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean – I would love to see stuff like that come to Overwatch. I think you can pick up this game right now and get the core. I, I still think it's the best like team-based shooter game out there right now that you can just pick up and play. I think I still think it's more fun than Valorant. I still think it's more fun than TF2. Um, and you can't quite get the experience that Overwatch gives you somewhere else. I would love to see them potentially expand even past PvE and just empower the community to do it because if I've learned anything over my years, it's that you need other people to help you reach the potential because you can't do it alone because two minds are greater than one and what it's just there's so much more potential in Sam, I feel like they don't like us though. Who? Like I'm just gonna be honest. I feel like they don't like us. Like I, I feel like that's fine. Like like imagine like if No, I like imagine like what if we let it what if we made shit that was just better than they did? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that Blizzard doesn't like looking bad in any way, shape, or form. Like, Fortnite, the Dota Fortnite put out its creator mode, right? Like, they're trying to rebuild. I heard that the, since it just went out, like, the other day. They're trying to rebuild the original Fortnite map. And apparently, like, there's some struggles with, like, it, it's hit, like, the maximum space you can make for a custom game mode. So they have to cut a few things. But they're trying to already rebuild all these cool, like, yeah, memorable, historic moments for the game. So people can go back and play them. Like... I don't know. I feel like we've asked for certain things like 
like imagine if we had a goats mode, right? Like we could go back and you could play sweet. old metas like It'd goats or dive, and you could go back just and weekend like you know tournaments, right? Of specific like, metas, weekend yeah. tournaments of these old metas, and like people could show yeah. off like, oh, they were super good at these certain things, you know. And it's like you could kind of relive the history of what the game was. We we've never gotten anything like that, zero. And it's like, yeah, I feel like people have tried to rebuild that, but it's never like I don't know about workshops limitations, but it's it, always it, felt it, like a little clunky or a little off. And they definitely could fix that. They could fix it and give those creators those that those workshop creators that power because they're insane. They're actually so so fucking smart. Like zombies, you could do crazy things. But those tools don't exist in that system. It's I don't think now I might be talking a little bit in my ass here, but the 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 workshop that we have I don't think is as complex as anything like those like 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 Roblox especially or even Fortnite. You know, like even Fortnite is like a little bit different, but like we can't build we could never build to that level because you don't have those tools and if you gave those tools would you look like you are you going to do the job better than they do and i don't think they'd ever want you to do that like they don't like looking bad that's like the that's like the blizzard ways you don't want to look bad for shit so it's like i hear you and i agree with you but it's like i feel like it wouldn't happen because like imagine we build shit that looks better than theirs you know so story, like, story time can i quick little story about yeah sure and then i want to hear from Freya. but go ahead yeah i'm in the bathroom real quick so you know, in 2016, there was a big shift in in at least the Minecraft community, and that's when they first changed PVE. Microsoft had acquired Minecraft, and they really cracked down on their EULA, which restricted server owners and creators about what they could sell and what they couldn't, because to be fair, there was a lot of pay-to-win stuff, and they didn't really like that. Mm -hmm. Roblox took advantage of this. Roblox had existed before Minecraft, and it wasn't as popular. What they did was, is they said, hey, you creators, you can sell whatever you want, make whatever you want. Well, you, uh, you empower us, right? We'll do it together. And you saw a major trend in multiplayer and where server numbers on the Minecraft servers collectively all tanked. And simultaneously, you saw Roblox skyrocket. Ever since, Roblox has been unstoppable. They're boasting 40 million, like, I think either monthly or daily active. But I think it's monthly is probably a more accurate number. I forget which one it was. But the, the, we went to TwitchCon that year, and we tried to talk to one of the Minecraft developers about the PvP updates and what Roblox was doing, enabling the servers, and he laughed in our face. And we were like, dude. And that was what made me switch to Overwatch, actually. I saw that happen. I was like, they're going to they're gonna lose. They're, they're like, this is just going to be bad. And it just is crazy to think about enabling your community is just a better option. I mean, look at me. Like, I make mistakes all the time. I say stupid things. I do stupid things. But, like... You know, it's a part of life. Like, you're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. That's like, you just got to keep moving, right? And I, I, I'm i not sure if what Flats says is true or not. I don't, I don't really know. I can't speak for other people. But I would, I would encourage people at home not think that way because that's letting your pride get in the way. And that's one of my fatal flaws, too. So, you know, if you want to reach your potential, if gaming's taught us anything, it's by enabling those around you and enabling your community to go out and make things great because there's always something new. And that's what's so fun about this industry. That's what's so much fun about content creation, gaming in general. There's always more, right? And you can't do it alone. So that's just, I, I really hope that we don't have that mentality. I'm not saying we do. I don't think we do. I, you guys would know better than me. Um, but yeah, I, I, just empowering people, giving them the tools to make more things is always so much more fun and always so much more creatively intuitive. And I suck at art. Okay. <laughs> I suck at, I know that. Right. So that's, 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 that's my thing. So, like, like if we didn't empower stuff, Rhea couldn't make her awesome songs with Fitzy, which are still my favorite, by the way, those are, Aww, those are too thanks, funny. Man. And, and Fitzy's so, dances are legendary. Yeah. Bring back Fitzy's TikToks, by the way. That's, that's real, a petition real, we should all sign. Real. But, content. um, it's water. 
I, I, I will try and again provide some some balance here, which I think is, you know, what you're saying is, of course, great. And again, I, I'm sure the devs would say, sure, buddy, like I'd love a map editor too. Like I don't even, you know, maybe maybe Flats is right and maybe they are. And I, I do think Blizzard are very control heavy compared to maybe any other devel like major AAA developer. They like control more than anyone else. Oh, absolutely. I, That's not even up for debate. <laughs> yeah, so they, would, they wouldn't be very comfortable with the idea of like people running wild with their stuff. But... It is another thing, like you know, Minecraft, Roblox, and even even Fortnite. These are games with with much more built-in creativity. Like the game was made with more like sandbox in elements in them already. Like your your whole point was you you do what you want, and that's obviously why they've been so successful. Right? Fortnite kind of different. Fortnite slightly different than the other two, but certainly Minecraft and Roblox. They they were they were like you guys make the stuff, and people have run wild with it. It's been awesome. It's given them the longevity. For Watch, I feel like they're struggling with just the short-termism of, of like the kind of the market and the AAA like tropes that we've kind of spoken about before. Where okay, well, we already took like a two-year break to make Overwatch Two, which is largely PVE, to give us this like foundationally new thing that killed the first game, got everyone mad, alienated an audience, and now we're in this new live service model where it's like okay, we're gonna deliver, you know, we're gonna deliver a new hero every other season, new maps, blah blah blah, this that the other new game modes. And then you're like, okay, well, now give us a map editor, right? And uh, again, I don't know what the technological demands are. I imagine they're incredibly heavy. And to, to give the time to make that, it's like, where is the time? That, that means that Maybe that means another year of them literally never making any other content to give us the creative freedom to make a map editor to then make all this other stuff. And they can't afford to do that because the, now the, the model that they're being given is like, no, no, no. We need you to start, we need you to make sure every single season hits these number of concurrent players, hits this number of skins sold, this amount of revenue. And if you tell us that you want more dev resource to invest in a, you know, long-term project of a map editor that will give long-term benefits, we don't give a shit. That's not our priority right now because that's kind of, ten that tends to be how, you know, corporates think. It's just like, that's not important to us. We want the things right now. And I, that's, that's my best guess of what's going on behind the scenes, but I'm... You know, I'm open to being wrong. I really don't know, but uh, flats, you're kind of nodding, and then I'll, I really want to let Faria go. But you've been, you kind of have something to say on your tip of your tongue. Yeah, I, I only, I disagree with that only because I, to Faria's point earlier, of they are, it seems like they're putting all their eggs in one basket. Like, like how much is still being dedicated to PVE? Probably a lot, right? Like, I don't like, I, I don't think it's unrealistic to 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 say like those stuff should, those things should be happening in tandem. Like Fortnite didn't slow down its events, it didn't slow down its tournaments, it didn't slow down its uh uh map changes, its seasonal changes, its updates, its collaborations, and now just put out a like a creative like build the whole game mode. So like uh I, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like they probably just don't have enough resources and they probably just don't want to hire more people because hiring people is one of the most expensive costs in business is manpower costs more than anything else like that's literally it and it's like that's also probably why they like they con they probably do more contracting than anything like i've seen you know people from twitter that like oh i made this skin or whatever and like a lot of those times it seems like those people are contractors and it's like so they don't have to hire them as artists they can contract them out for certain things so they can keep their costs low but like if overwatch 2 is doing as well as like they've, they've touted if you're making more money and the company's making more money. I've learned this in even my own content because I run three daily fucking channels for YouTube. Four, technically, if you count clips, is God. when things do better, then you can expand and make more content and, ex and and distribute it more. And it, like, it grows. But, like, 
it seems like they want the growth, but they don't want to increase the costs. So it's like they're just trying to capitalize on the extra growth and then just like move on it instead of actually like rising the tides together because those numbers could go up because more people are playing, more people are enjoying, but they don't want to raise the cost number. So they're just trying to just make it happen, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I it, To me, it just seems very, very weird uh, because those devs are probably super overworked because uh, they are all great people. But again, it's still at the top. It's the top leadership, the big corpa that continuously fucks over and over, 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 over again because they don't want to hop onto a quarterly call and be like, oh, we're, we hired 500 more people and now you know, our profits for this quarter are a little bit lower, but that's okay. And in six months from now, we're going to create all this extra stuff and it's going to go way back up. They don't care. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear every single call. Corpa going up, numbers going up, boom, boom, boom. They don't want to hear it down because then the stock price goes down. Like, it just, it pisses me off because I know how the shit works. But you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, the reason why we're not getting it is because they can't do both at the same time. But the problem, the way you solve that problem is you bring in more people so they can work and all that shit, or at least contract it out. But they don't want to do that because they don't want to raise, raise the cost. But they probably are, they're probably farming money from all the, all the, all the shop and the events. The Battle Pass, I don't think, it probably does like, all right, you know, like the Battle Pass probably does pretty good. But like when they dropped like the Doomfist, like One Punch Man yeah. stuff, I bet that Witch Kiriko skin from ha- Halloween probably made him a few million by itself. Like, you're not fooling anybody. So, like, it just, I don't know. The whole thing pisses me off. Anyways, so far, I, I keep, <laughs> well, that's just I keep taking time. I don't mean to. I'm no, sorry. No, no, it's, you, no. You, no, no. It's fair to go off. Uh, it's the Elon things. Muskian approach to, uh, to managing a business of just, like, keep farming it. But, Faria, what, oh, what is your take on all of this? Oh, my God. So, back to what Samita said vis-a-vis Minecraft, Roblox, and how that dev just kind of laughed in your face. Like, I think what you said is absolutely right. Like, you need to empower more people to do more than just what remains in the ranked sector of a game. Otherwise, it can... It just gets so narrow, right? It's like, um... How do I say this? I think Overwatch is subject to basically the same trap that anything that's been around for a while um, is subject to, and it's the fact that when something exists, say it's a donut, right? The longer a donut exists, the more delicious you expect the donut to be. Like, the more perfectly cooked, the more uh, balanced in sweetness and in flavor and everything that you expect it to be. And a perfect example of this is in figure skating, right? When figure skating first originated, you literally just had to skate in a figure eight. Like, that's what the name meant. You skated in a figure eight or you skated in a perfect circle, and that's literally what the Olympics were. It's whoever could skate in the prettiest line. And now you have people doing fucking quadruple axles and and like throwing out their necks trying to do these like extreme maneuvers and i think in a way that's what overwatch is also experiencing in a way because look at ranked and how easy it was to have fun with it in like season three or four initially right it was so simple um it was way easier to just like not get mad at dumb shit that was happening because it was just everywhere like nobody knew what they were doing but the longer it goes the donut's expectations become grander and harder to fulfill. And if you if you let it go up that scale in expectation without 
giving it the room to expand. This metaphor is a little bit flawed, but you get you get what I'm saying. It's like it's <laughs> cool in one direction, right? And it's like finesse, 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 finesse. And then you have like a, a pro scene that isn't properly supported, right? Or properly advertised in many, many ways. Like I think there's so many things flawed about tier one, tier two, even like tier three esports. And you don't support that end of the rope, but then you also cut short the end of the rope that's like lore creators, you know, like, give us art contests. Let us, you know, make music. Let us make comedy skits for Overwatch. Make it make it yourselves, right? Like, all that stuff with the map editor. There's so many forms of content that can help diversify this donut. But right now, it's just this donut, and it's just... There's no sprinkles on the donut. There's no sprinkles! There's no sprinkles on the donut. There's no variety! <laughs> Faria taking the let, let her cook very literally here. She's literal, literal <laughs> cooking was occurring here. Um, yeah, also straight out of everything everywhere all at once, I feel like this almighty donut that must encapsulate everything. No, I, th I think you're totally right. Like the, you know, the longer the, the game goes on, the more you need to keep adding stuff to draw the person in. Because if you, if they were, and that's kind of what the PvE was all about, right? It's like if you weren't drawn mm -hmm. in by the PvP Overwatch, two years later, you're not going to come come now. It's going to be like, oh, fella, come play our PvP. Why? We added two heroes. I didn't like the third you had before. Like, I don't care about the two new ones. Like, what do you mean? So, like, you have to add the new thing, and then we don't have the new thing. And I mean, Sam, you were kind of nodding along, so I want to let you chime in as well. I just let her cook, you know? My analogies are getting a run for their money right now. Like, I got to step up my game. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm hungry now too. I really, I might order some Krispy Kreme tonight. I got we'll some see. Dunkies this morning. It was fire. <laughs> Are you a Dunkin' guy? I'm, I'm a are New you... Englander. Of course, I'm a Dunkin'. Ah, guy. you're a Dunkin'. It's all the Northeasterners that are Dunkin' people. There's, Every, everybody there's 12 I know. within a one mile radius of my house. I'm not joking. Yeah. Well, well, but there's only one I go to because they make everything right. So, if you're a New Englander, you know what I'm talking about. You have your Dunkies. There's your Dunkies. This, I, that's that's not the first time I've heard that, so I'm gonna have to believe you. Listen, back home in Lexington, got <laughs> a place called Spaghetti's Bakery or Spalding's Donuts. Fan the best, right? But regardless, back to uh, wait, back to the 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 point here. Um, oh my god, I'm thinking about food. I forgot what I was saying. What was I saying? The, the donut and expanding <laughs> and, and you know needing, needing oh, more. Yeah, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's just look like I, I just allowing us to make our own stories, and I think it's crazy that you all phrase it that way because I kind of realize that's kind of what we've been arguing for stacking this entire time. It's a very small part of a bigger picture that I think that we just weren't acknowledging. And you guys are right. It, it would just be awesome to see. Like, it's just the, the best communities in the world do this. And I know that I'm not trying to say, oh, the devs need to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, they got a lot on their plate and stuff, but I think there's plenty of time to work on that. But I, I encourage and, and hope that they find a feasible way to to do that and hopefully they don't get shackled by whatever the heck is going on at ATVI right now. So, so SGB is, would this be a good segue to the acquisition being approved in the UK, which yes. I actually had not seen yet, um, which is a good sign in my opinion. That's a good sign because if, if look, if there's already a Microsoft product that adheres to that model in Minecraft, so may, Fingers crossed. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. But if right. you want to segue to that. Yeah, yeah. No, so this brings a good point to, to, you know, another point that people, I think, in chat raised more rightly is that perhaps another reason why they're not expanding too much is because they are about to be the subject of an acquisition, which is a fair business practice to not hire a bunch of people, then have new management, and then potentially sack all those people. You know, so yeah. th that does make sense. And, and, you know, we can follow the logic, but... Uh, for those who've been maybe wondering, because you know we've been we've been talking about the Microsoft acquisition yeah. for how long now, guys? Like pre uh, Overwatch two, we've been talking it was, about it was this. August of twenty one. Yeah, it was pre pre Overwatch two. We've been talking ago. about this. So, 
you know, it, it's still been mired in sort of the, the admin processes that take place in this. And, and recently there was a breakthrough, which is that uh, if I if I read correctly, the UK has basically said there is no conflict of because con basically the UK has been uh, and and a lot of like Europe as well have just been kind of skeptical about the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard because they feel like it could potentially be anti-competitive. It could you know, especially Call of Duty has been the big you know stumbling block, which is like well if you take Call of Duty, will you still let Sony have Call of Duty on their platforms? And you know what would that be anti-competitive? If you took it off there, would that make too much of a monopoly? And apparently recently the UK have kind of ruled that actually this is okay. We're okay with uh, the promises that Activision Microsoft are making that they will allow Sony to always have Call of Duty on their platform. So they've said oh, it's okay from us. So that theoretically should be a big... guaranteed 10 years or 10 to 15 years is what they guarantee. They've, they've been repeatedly conceding more and more and more because they, they just want the IPs. That's it. They're, like they're, they lose. Like what, what, again, it's trying to convince big corporate boomers about you know about gaming you see that you saw the tiktok talk where the guy was talking about wi-fi it's like guys like come on we need some gen zers in here to at least explain what internet is right um but they they've just kept conceding and conceding and conceding so hopefully this thing gets going but oh i hate red tape i hate red tape real yeah just real.com slash true as we say but yeah, yeah i mean I'm, I'm curious sorry sorry because i'm gonna finish your thought no, I was it. I was it. Okay, I was gonna say I'm curious because you know we haven't had Faria to, on the podcast talk about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, is, is this a, an area of interest for yours at all, Faria? Like, are you at all looking, keeping an eye to this Microsoft acquisition? Because you know, us on this call, we've been talking about this and like, oh, this could really change the game for for Overwatch. But is it something that you kind of look at as like, okay, this could this could change all the things you spoke about about like, well, can we get a wider ecosystem beyond just the game? Do we know if King is getting? Uh, acquiesced? It would all be King part of it, yeah. All of it. <laughs> all of it. Oh, yeah. shit! ABK, yeah. Okay. $80 billion. I, why do I feel like this is a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> shit. Oh, man. This kind of, this kind of sweeping change is scary. Because do you guys remember what happened when Blizzard got acquired by Activision, right? It was scary. Um, hmm. I don't know. I feel like, uh... I don't think I know enough about this whole subject to speak on it. I've only dabbled in Minecraft and like I was a content creator for Minecraft only briefly. But it seems lore. like yeah, lore. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, lore. I'm I'm curious as to what Flats has to say. I I'm just here to learn about this. I don't know a lot yet. Flats. So, all right. I hear you on the not hiring more people cuz the acquisition's coming. Uh but the acquisition's been taking a long time and it's dragging its feet so like we've had a lot of time to kind of work on that and i don't actually really buy that that much because blizzard really don't give a shit um because they're ending their work from home program and there's many devs that spoke out about like not wanting to go back um and uh let's be honest the reason why work from home is ending is because they one don't want to pay for that blizzard campus and not use it because i'm sure in los angeles a giant campus like that probably costs a pretty penny to have uh, and they're just basically throwing it away because they're not using it. Um, two, you get better, uh, not work experience, but you get better, uh, uh, what's the word? When you like hover over somebody micromanaging uh, when you're in the building with them. COVID and work from home pro uh, literally proved that work from home is actually more productive than working in the office, especially for something like game development. And there are many devs that had already had spoken out when that came out and were like, I will just like straight up leave like I, before I go back. Um, and there are some a lot of devs that are leaving. We don't know what the reasons are. Um, it could be because of that, because could be because of other reasons. But 
I feel like there was such a big shakeup last year with, you know, with everything that had happened. Um, and it's like, then something like this happens. If you lose even more of that developing power that it's spent uh, months or, or, or years try to like, uh, you know, like get into Overwatch and like catch up and get, get onto the same page as everybody else. Now all of a sudden leaves, you got to rebuild that all over again. And it's like, so that's why I don't really buy the whole, you know, oh, they're probably not going to hire more people because there's an acquisition coming. I, I just think it's bullshit. I think that they're probably already under understaffed already. Um, and like, oh, like, you know, Microsoft come in and make people leave. I just don't, I just don't think so. I think they're just trying to drive their bottom line down even further um, for, mm -hmm. for costs and trying to squeeze people for as much as possible because there's many, many companies across all of America at this point that have learned that apparently they can work on skeleton crews and just kind of maximize their profits and blizzard ain't no different from those companies either so i don't really buy it i think that they're overworked i think that the reason why we're not getting things as fast as we should is they looked around at the rest of the industry and said hey like you know apex doesn't have, uh, does an update every two and a half months maybe that's what we can we can do that too and we'll be fine even though theirs are actually way different and their game is way different so like game to game apex feels very different uh, while Overwatch does not feel that different game to game, um, and maps can like choose different comps, but it's the same experience, not different guns, different characters. There's a lot of different things there. And so uh, I don't really buy the whole thing. I, I think it's kind of a little bit of uh, copium corporate bullshit. So that's that's my whole thing on it. Microsoft could change it, but it's taking so long. Uh, I, I, I hope I'm still in Overwatch to see those changes because at this point, it might take so long, it might not even be worth waiting for. You know, I hope I hope that micro Microsoft will be better to um, people working on Overwatch and these other IPs than Activision and King have because I I I despise King's business practices. Like they got Candy Crush to be the highest grossing mobile game using the most manipulative goddamn game design tactics. Like most of Candy Crush's money comes from. Sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent. Can I can I delve no, into this a little no, bit? Good. No, 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 no. All right, let's go. So so Candy Crush makes all its money is from uh, microtransactions, from people buying extra turns, and the way that it works so so well for them is because they um, they have this whole game that's built similar to the the concept of like bejeweled do you guys remember that game yes it was like match three but the reason bejeweled didn't do as well was because bejeweled was a puzzle every single time you loaded into a game the arrangement of how the gems would fall was always the same so you had to just solve where it was and you could progress the thing is candy crush realized that if you randomize it but you get an algorithm that makes it so that the player is always one turn away from a very visible victory because with bejeweled again your victory condition was hey get like 23 million points which is really really hard to see on a screen whereas candy crush was like destroy five blocks of ice right it makes it so much more um easy to quantify for a player and to see just when you're one turn away from winning and so they use that and they exploit just billions millions of mobile gamers and they make so much money doing that shit and it's so predatory i hate it y'all got phones <laughs> i'm sure and, i'm sure that they've learned from them yeah yeah and, and so do you feel like that that's uh, something a trend microsoft would continue or do you feel like yes you just they wrote an 80 billion dollar check yeah they're, they absolutely would look to find ways to monetize. The question is, are they, could they, like, 
I wouldn't mind more monetary practices if it's actually enabling your community to build great things exactly. and have them win too the same way that Minecraft did and the same way that Roblox does minus the pay to win. Yeah. Then it's exactly. okay. Like imagine if they had like a like a open art program or something where I guess this probably would never do it, but you know, imagine if like more artists were able to just go create skins on their own time and have them submit for the game, and if Blizzard approves it, they get a kickback on each skin that's sold, right? Now again, that would be a little bit too much more like Fortnite. That would never happen, Overwatch Sam. That, that's I know it would never happen. But just but you're just, nailing just, it though. I, I'm not saying just Overwatch, but like Microsoft in general for like all the IPs, like stuff like that. And uh, it wouldn't happen in Overwatch, but in other games, like stuff like that that creates win-win wins that would allow you to sell a quantity that justifies like look they it's 80 billion dollars they bought bethesda for eight that's all like they bought bethesda for eight and abk for 80 okay that that is an insane number right well if it goes through but i think it was 79 technically but whatever that, that, Sam, that you're point. talking about like rev share with artists they, we don't have a creator codes that's yeah, literally I, never gonna I, happen touche, touche. Um, i just think it'd be cool to see that you're right though you're right i think there was a big expectation with going free to play we're all gonna ramp up like the game makes more money more content should keep coming has the content really ramped up i would actually argue not really so hear me out there's the new seasonal model right which is fine. I think that's good. Every game should have some sort of seasonal model. We still have the mini events, which is great that we don't have to wait for holidays to have events anymore. That's a good, that's a W. But the hero schedule is kind of back on Overwatch 1 schedule, right? Which is fine. Like that, you, the Overwatch polishes the shit out of those heroes. So it's fine. Yeah. But it ended. Like there's nothing beyond that. So the ramp up of cash probably has happened but there was no catch up in content. So you're nailing it, Sam, you're nailing it. Like we, we kind of expect yeah. more to come uh, because obviously things are going better unless all of, unless they're not actually going better, which I would be very surprised at because that fourth quarter, uh, I read it here last time. I, I read I, uh, uh, that thing from their, uh, their quarterly, their end of year quarterly call that in quarter four last year, they made the most money they've ever made like ever. Uh, so again, corporates going we are making record profits like and then we don't get more the devs don't get more they're not getting more people to work with so they're like they're less stressful and then now have to commute which by the way commuting in la you're like gas is like five bucks a gallon uh and you spend an hour and a half in traffic each way so they gotta you gotta live there which is really expensive you gotta commute there which is really expensive and it wastes a lot of time you're not the comfort from home where's the benefits of the corporate profits we're not getting it they're not getting it i, I so I'm, I'm with sam all the way on this one it's I, I i don't know i i think i think we're kind of getting screwed a little bit and i want to see more stuff come out and i also want to see uh them have a better life i want to see them like be able to make more stuff make more cool shit and not have to sit here and have the conversation of well yeah we, that could be doable but what if they have to turn off it like for a year like overwatch one that should literally never happen at all so another question too you talked about la this acquisition goes through are you moving to seattle if i'm activision Blizzard, i doubt it i, I, uh, I mean i mean i don't think they would do that but I, th I think there's a, I mean, they have a huge scandal in the state of California that's happened to Papa John's. They used to be based right up the street from me in Louisville, and they removed the company to Atlanta after he uh, he said some things he definitely should not have said. Um, and they moved the company. It's it's on the it's happened before. 
Um, if they think the damage to like the reputation is that bad, I mean, there's better cost of living for developers in, in Seattle. I mean, I'm sure the weather is. It? I, I think it's like about the same. Is it the same? No, Seattle is very, very more than expensive. Southern California. Is it more? No, so I, it's, it's, city? it's enough that I'm like, I don't know if they would pick up the whole well, Blizzard campus and move it. Yeah, true, true, true. Just yeah, just theory crafting here, by the way. I don't, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure, yeah. but I mean, all they, valid questions, you know. But. No, they are. And again, we, we we're not really in any position to know. And again, this is one of those funny situations where we talk devs and, you know, people say devs, but this is like a whole different scale of devs. It's, like, it's, you know, it's even it's we more say, than that. It's, it's we insane. Say, yeah, we, we say devs and we complain and people think we're we're angry at, you know, Aaron Keller and, and Dion Rogers and, no, and, and like, you know, no, we're like yelling no, at them. Like, yeah. no, man, it's like this dudes. is... This is yeah. This is fucking Bobby and Bobby and Co. This is board um, of directors who are all buddies, by the way. It's so it's so weird how all all the people that get picked on the board are all friends and on the boards of other companies. Giant go golfing. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I actually got told that when I was in school, when I was in business school, because I was an athlete, and they were like, "No, yeah, if you're not golf. if you're not playing football anymore, like you should legitimately get into golf." And I was that's like, "Why?" All everybody does. Like, I don't have that's the patience for it. Being good on the golf course and being timely is actually like very powerful, but power yeah. moves real. i mean and, no, and so you know there's a point that you guys brought up about you know well, the record profits but then still we're like laying people off and uh we kind of alluded to this a while back on the podcast but the when the work from home policy kicked in we kind of you know sam flats frito and i were here talking about it and we we're like well what's it gonna do and sam and flats and i were kind of like i think this is really bad really really bad and now we're seeing it kind of kick in where john specter's announced he's leaving the most high profile but there's many of other devs who've, who've decided that they're gonna leave john we don't know if it's a direct constant. They haven't said, obviously, but it sounds very strongly like that is the the you know the impetus for them deciding to leave, and it's another way of like cleverly cutting costs. Is like, well, if we force people to go back to California, we we you know they quit, so we don't have to pay their severance. Oh, to pay severance, Eve. And now we we've cut our employee. You know, this it's just a classic, and, and I I don't want to turn into like a you know a massive rant on like culture like capital capital culture and like you know corporate culture of just like the way to make more profits just arbitrarily cut your employees in a certain amount and then you're you know yay we're we're, we're spending less and making more woohoo but these are you know it is things that are worrying signs that should be brought up and that's this that they were, we're losing one of the one of the shining lights of the dev team really like john was I think beloved by uh, you know most of your watch community they really love what he did with owl first and then then on the market the commercial side so, honestly, I guess to to my to give my thoughts on the whole Microsoft thing, anything is surely better. Like, Ac Activision have to be one of the worst dystopian like corporations there is in gaming, right? Like, surely, like oh, Activision gaming. is one of the worst. No, this what what happened to Activision Blizzard in the state of California is one of the top five like in this century, like all time, like, uh, like up there with IBM telling Bill Gates nobody cares about software, you can keep the rights to it. Bad, like it's like. My dad follows a lot of this stuff very closely, and we, I talk to him every day just about, like, the state of the economy, markets, et cetera, et cetera. And he said that he never, like, very rarely ever sees anything to the degree that that happens. So this is this goes beyond gaming. Like, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's a very, very, very big deal, like, in the big picture of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so honestly, like, it, 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 can't show, it can't go through quickly enough in IMO. Like, it, can't, it really can't. Like, again, even if Microsoft is only marginally better, it, it feels hard to me for them to be as bad as Bobby and, and, and the, the sort of tenure we've had. So hopefully that makes life easier for the devs as well and all these other big picture stuff that we're talking about. Again, I'm sure the devs want to, but this is an area where it doesn't matter what Team 4 wants. Someone up upstairs has to approve whatever the hell, whether it's a Netflix show, whether it's you know these art competitions, music competitions, collaborate with your community, let them in on the profits. None of that will ever come through, I think, if, if Bobby was in charge. So like 
we're kind of like frustrated, you know, voters here. We're trying to like, well, just just shake the power. It doesn't matter what, because this system ain't working. Shake it up somewhere. Like we need some change. Um, so I hope that does come through. But is there any more thoughts on that topic before we 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 come back to the more Overwatchian world? I think there's anyone. a lot of romanticism in game dev where we see it as this like wonderful job to have. And I'm sure in many ways it is because you get to tap into your creativity and apply it to all these games and IPs that you really, really love with all your heart. But there's a side to it where it's like, I think because it's a newer industry and because it's so just brand spanking new, like the, the woes of capitalism affect it greatly. And never before do you see just how much the cold machine that is capitalism that doesn't give a shit about your needs, doesn't give a shit about just its consumers' needs, can take a toll on these people and what's asked of them and how easily they can be thrown off to the side. So it's just like, it's saddening, man. And and I hope I hope it's better after the merger. Or yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a long life cycle game deving. Like I think a lot of game devs burn out very quick and they leave the like. From what I've seen, just on my social media, following a lot of game developers, they, a lot of them are like, yeah, like most people don't go beyond like seven years because at that point you're so sick of the industry. You're just like, you just want to peace well, out. They use that. They exploit that because yeah. if you love your job and you, they know you love your job and you want to do it, you can pay you less because you don't want to leave. I mean, I, that happened to me when I went to when I worked in Overwatch League. When I worked with Uprising, I really wanted to work in esports. I had a degree from what is considered a top ten business school, uh, and I knew my shit. And uh, they started me and kept me at fifteen dollars an hour working there. Oh, I used to work like sixty hours a week to make to get by. Um, but they did that though because I knew I loved Overwatch and I was passionate about it, and they knew they had the right person and I, they could get away with it. So it's very actually very common. Yeah. <clears throat> We shrugging. That's so fucked. Yeah. Okay. Well, since we brought up Overwatch League, uh, I will finally take us back to the to the pro am because we <laughs> kind of alluded to it a while back. Uh, Sam, do you want to explain? You, I think you've been most passionately following it. Do you want to explain what it was and why it it was of interest to you? So this was the first time since the league's conception that contenders teams can directly compete against the owl teams, and I will say. What, what makes that so special is that, you know, a lot of the, there's always always been debate, even back in the Element Mystic days, right before, you know, sparkled all the, excuse me, holy cow, that just came out real fast. Um, back when, like, the Element Mystic days, when, like, Sparkle and those guys were playing, like, the Atlanta Academy team that was insane at Gauntlet, could these guys beat the Overwatch League teams? There's no way they could. There was all this speculation. Obviously, all the contenders teams knew that a lot of these teams could, right? Because there wasn't that big of a skill difference between the top level contenders teams and in fact they're probably some of them even better than the middle of the pack owl teams depending on what season right so finally there actually is direct line in competition from an open division-esque tournament where anybody can sign up and play to potentially competing against overwatch league teams in an actual bracket and that's what we saw happen and you have 15 year old kids like infected uh, finally, I guess we could see, can we say infected greater than Strider? I don't know if you guys have seen those memes of like all, from, from way better, they're, they're best friends. So it's just really, really funny to see that rivalry come out. It's, it's storytelling. It's just such a great story. And you know, like these people have been working so hard for so long, just scrimming. You see them on ladder all the time and they went up against the, the million dollar Korean superpower and they took them down two to one last night. And Valiant also lost to Maryville Saints. So that's the third Al team this year that has actually gotten lost in, in, in some semblance of an official 
and it's really good storytelling. And I think this is the first time that you've seen like the bridge between the casual Overwatch scene and the and the Overwatch League actually have a direct connection in an official tournament. And like I think this is a great starting path to building that bridge because you get funny stories, you get memes that bring the community together that make people want to care about the competitive scene. Like I I was watching those games and. Uh, you know, the past couple of weeks, which is why I've just been playing so much, like, I, I felt, I haven't felt that way since, like, the desire to play and just compete to the degree I felt it. Like, I, like I'm laying in bed thinking about it since I was watching Overwatch League, like, season one and, like, watching Contenders and, like, having that moment where it's like, oh, I want to play again. And... I think the more that we see this, the better it is. And big shout out to whether it was Sean or I'm not sure who it was or Brad that said, hey, let's do this. Brilliant. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. And please, please, please continue to do more. It is so much fun and it's so interesting to watch. Yeah. And YouTube. I... <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You know what? Can I say this? I, I yeah, had an yeah. original take to the, when it first went over there that YouTube was going to be a better platform for it. However, YouTube has not stepped up their streaming game for like actual streaming and finding visibility and the cold this is coming from the youtube streamer i've been on youtube for four or five years now right twitch is better for overwatch league the value of the product is better the esports is best on twitch it just is and that is just the cold hard truth and if youtube wants to change it they can be better it's that that's just what it is it is what it is and i there I'm, I'm biased towards youtube if anything and i'm telling you it's better on twitch it just is so i i think that that I know the money is very important, but also I think what's more important than that is organic growth and you grow organically better on Twitch. You just do. It's more interesting. It's better for the community. And I, I implore that this might be another one that's over everybody's heads. Like it, it's not worth the paycheck to do it on YouTube right now. And that's coming from a YouTube streamer. They, they failed. They failed their esports program and it's better on Twitch. This is what it is. Flats, is that kind of like your, your take on it where it's like, that's just the most key thing. My, my take on it is um, Overwatch League is no longer gets to act like the dominant big we're trying to mimic professional esports. We are we are esports league anymore. Piece of dust just flew down to scare the shit out of me. Um, you got no sponsors and you have no contract. Drop the fucking ego. Literally, I would have went multi-stream. TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, no deals with any of them. Multi-stream it to all platforms. Get as much viewership and eyes on your game as you physically can. And then take that to market and look for sponsorships for your league. Because you got to rebuild. People don't want to touch you after the shit that happened last year. You have to rebuild confidence that you are not that side of Activision Blizzard. You are Overwatch League. You are separate. You are a league. You're trying to build a good game and a good community. And you have a lot of people that watch. And a lot of people that want to enjoy your stuff and you have a very uh, impressionable and good market base that advertisers could become a part of for x amount of money that is how you make your league money again because the streaming market has become tight there are biggest streamers on the platform kai kai senat's a great example where he just broke the sub record does not have a twitch deal there are many many streamers that are way fucking bigger than your whole combined make probably more than your whole league combined that don't get streaming deals because the streaming market has learned that there's only two juggernauts in the moment there's twitch and there's youtube 
and YouTube went out and spent a bunch of money and they're kind of in the wait and see phase now. They're kind of like waiting to see like, well, their investment on those communities like the Tim the Tatman communities and and Lupo and stuff like that. They're trying to wait and see, see if it's worth it, right? Like, you know, let's say a year comes by and they're like, okay, we saw a bump in our streaming after signing these people. Maybe we'll sign more. But right now they're waiting and see. Twitch is not signing anybody. And I know that because I have an agency now and I've, 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 I've th- thought about the ideas. Nope, they're not signing nobody anywhere. And... There's also like the whole kick universe now, which was like putting the opinions of kick aside. It's actually kind of a good thing to have more competition because it creates pressure on in the industry to not have a monopoly because monopolies mean that they get to dictate the price. If you have internet in your, in your area, you'll know what I'm talking about where you have really shitty internet and there's no other options. Well, they have a monopoly in your area. There's nothing you can do about that. You're just fucked. Streaming is kind of the same world. If you, if Overwatch League was smart, that's the route I would have went and just not sign. Would have went exclusive to anybody. I don't. I mean, maybe there's something that will come out in a week or two that they sign another exclusivity deal with YouTube or something. Because like that's what Overwatch League does. Overwatch League chases the dollar signs and they don't care about their growth. They care about short term gains. They don't care about long term gains. Which you know what the league takes money to run. I can kind of understand that. Like you need to go get the bag. You need to go get streaming rights because a lot of those big NFL and NHL teams. One of their biggest ways of making revenue is not only just like ticket sales, merch sales, but those TV deals. Those TV deals make goddamn big money. You know, and I don't know. I don't watch cable TV. I don't. None of my friends watch cable TV, but like that's what actually makes them money. That's what most of the boomers watch. Most of us don't watch that shit. So like, you know what I mean? Like if they wanted to go and get eyeballs, and then they could have sold those like impressions, those eyeballs. They're they've been around for four years. I'm sure they have some data on conversions of, you know, if there's um sponsors of their league how much do they sell like i'm sure cheese it did something when they did to cheese it's were sponsoring that whole playoffs and like everyone was talking about cheese it's for like like three months like i'm sure they have some data on that that they could bring in they could market and they can sell it but they goddamn fucked it up again and went back to youtube only they have so many creators that want to work with them in their game and expand and make it better it's just like, how many times can you smack your head on the same wall, knock yourself the fuck out, and not realize, maybe I should stop running into this fucking wall. Go around it, bro! It's, it's like know, a so bird. I'm... It's like a bird, just like, it's like a glass wall. Just every day, just a bump! It's just like, come on, guys, you had such a good opportunity. And I heard, and I, I like you said, I heard a lot of the games were actually a lot of fun, and they were actually interesting, and they could have got people interested. But like, and then I even heard just the icing on the cake. They don't even have like uh, token drops too, which is like hilarious. Because like that was part of what inflated their viewership after they went back to YouTube. Oh man, dude, I just can't help but just sit there and be sad. Seriously, like, stop getting in your own way. Mm. For you. Oh, and I mean, oh, just to top it all yeah, off, yeah, one yeah, last yeah. second. One last thing. I, I gotta finish this. I've been cooking this pot. It sucks to look at games like Apex and how cool it is to watch ALGS because you get to hear everyone's POV. They all stream. And not everyone streams, but most of them stream. So you hear their comms. You get to really build up and like be a part of them and hear what's going on. Oh, big Corpa Overwatch would never let us hear comms and let us hear the passion of, of gamers. One fuck, and they're just going to go bananas, $5,000 fine. Like, like you know what I mean? Like they, they, it's it's so bullshit at this point. They they don't want us to relate to them. They want to put them in their own separate box, and that's the that's the failure. Because I can relate to some of these players. Like Infected's a good example. I I played with them in my games all the time. I'm pretty sure he lives like I I think he lives like in New England. Like he like he goes to school and shit. He's just like most of the people that were in this chat. 
And it's like, you could relate to that and build like, be like, yo, like this kid's awesome. This like, you know, like this 60 year old kid's fucking sick. I, I love this guy. He's got a good attitude. He's a friendly person. He's actually like one of my favorite people getting ranked. And unfortunately he's a tank player. So I don't see him that often anymore. Like, cause you know, but like, dude, there's so many opportunities to build these things and they just fail in every one. And we were the first to do it in 2019 with the viewer system where you can look at everyone's POV and different OBS spectators. And we lost it to YouTube where they have 50,000 bitrate cap and they stream at 6,000 bitrate 1080p and their professional league looks worse than my stream on Twitch <laughs> where I'm capped at 6 or 8K. Like, are you joking? They don't Dude. stream it. They don't stream it higher bitrate on YouTube. No, have <laughs> you ever seen a mid fight? It kind of it gets a little choppy. It looks terrible. I don't know. I don't actually know what the number they stream at, but it looks terrible sometimes. No, and it's like, I'm just saying that blows my mind. They sh I, they'd have to. Like, it's one of the only like big things that they would YouTube would advertise like as a streaming platform is like the higher bitrate that you can. That's wow. Okay. The one thing they have in their pocket, and they don't even use it. So like. Well, you know what I mean? Build a mud brick house with those pixels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, just, it's just another sad case of of like short termism again, right? Because like the the whole thing you're talking about, like take the cash on the short term, get the streaming dealing. It's like it's like what you would see like a streamer do for like a, a big payout because they don't give a shit. Like ultimately, they're like I get like you know whatever I would make from my stream, I get from the platform. Easy clap, let's go. But that's not the priorities for a league that you plan to run for. You know five ten years and fund all this larger infrastructure around like it doesn't even make sense like it kind of i hope you won't object to me relating this metaphor but it kind of reminds me of when jane went to facebook gaming and then he like came back afterwards he was like yeah that was dog man that was like i i took the money and i ran but that was it like that was he like, admitted that though he was like i went he got literally the bag like, and i came yeah, back I, I, you know what i mean like that's he literally it was like yeah it's cool yeah no problem and it works for it works for a creator because you're an individual who's like i got the bag i got a bunch of money like you're just, it's a job right but it's like for a league it's a whole different proposition you're trying to like you're trying to create like a again we, we, we there's a lot of talk about creating like a you know a a dota or league of legends-esque thing that's been around for like 15 20 years of like people watch their tournament every single year in fact the tournament does incredibly like the pro scene of these games do better than the game like everyone watches the final tournament not that many people necessarily play because especially as your the the, the trend of esports and gaming is that like as your audience gets older they don't necessarily stop loving the game they just stop being able to play the game so I see this a lot in StarCraft 2. There's my bingo card. I see that a lot in StarCraft 2 where it's like, the people who watch the game, they don't play the game. I'm myself actually the same. I don't play the game anymore. I don't have the time. I've got other shit to do. I'm making Overwatch content. Other people are like older and have children and lives. But you still love the game. You love tuning in for like the special stuff. So like, the older you get, the more important it is to keep that engaged audience that keep tuning in year after year after year because they love your game. But if... If it's that if you prioritize like getting a check off of YouTube for like two years, whatever, dumpster the the engagement from your audience for a favor of a quick check. Again, it's like that short termism again. But for you, like what's yours what's your feelings been on like kind of the whole pro it's, scene and all of it's this? It's such a young industry and it feels like they're trying to rush success, but like the league has literally required a multi-million dollar buy-in from everyone participating. And you can't expect an immediate turnaround. They were on a really, really, really good fast track just with how quickly they developed those Twitch tools. Like, I think the best thing that I've ever seen in Overwatch League was literally that replay viewer, that, that viewer that lets you switch p your own POVs. Because the thing is, I completely agree with Vlads. Esports has a unique trait that you don't really get with, like, action sports. And the thing is, right, is it occurs on a, like, 
on, on a platform, on a technological platform that you can pull all these things like voice chat, like a person's POV. You can't really expect that on a soccer field. Right? You can't really hear all the call-outs that they're making. You can't get like a Lionel Messi um, POV cam, right? That would be epic, but you can't. And the accessibility of the Overwatch League that year, I think it was 2019, is what helped it su succeed so much, which is what helped it, helped it take off, helped more people get into it. And like, whether it be the accidental lurking of like you, your favorite streamer just went off and you see this big play Overwatch number, right, in the tens of thousands, you're like, okay, I'll tune into that for, for a bit. And then it's like, oh, I get drops. Cool, stick around for a little bit. It's all those little things that they failed to recognize were the factors for how the Overwatch League was succeeding in those first few years. And then they just dumpstered it when they went to YouTube because they're like, oh yeah, I'm sure we can continue this formula. You know, we'll get quality casters and we'll, we'll keep production, you know, tight and all those things. And it's like that plus COVID, boom, dead. That's how it be. But, but to be a bit, you know, a bit more positive and optimistic, the Pro-Am is a step in the right direction, right? We can't necessarily yes, overhaul. Absolutely. We can't overhaul overnight, but this is this is what we were kind of asking for. You know, we've been on this podcast. Remember, like, SK. Really yeah, I remember SK kind of saying publicly, she was like, well, you know, Overwatch League kind of killed competitive esports or for, for Overwatch, right? And, like, part of the reason why was we didn't have these stories, we didn't have these narratives. Sam, is this is like, uh, this is the beginning of that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It, it is for sure. I, I would say that that I wouldn't say Overwatch League did. I think the move to YouTube was a mistake. I think that was the bigger one. I don't think the league... I, there were plenty of narratives in the league before it went to YouTube. And there was still, like, the big contenders. There was Gauntlet. There was all this stuff. There was all this interest. I think the switch to YouTube, who was just not ready, um, was the big one. Yeah, they had Super. They had the biggest streamer in our game. They literally could have just turned on his team's comms, and they probably would have just, like, increased the viewership of those games by, like, 40%. Yeah. Like, well, just nope. And, and in good news too, actually, believe it or not, in the um in the EU, well, well, basically, they first told me I couldn't stream my POV, um of the tourney. And shout out to Brad, who then came in and was like, "No, you absolutely can stream it. We're letting these guys stream it. It's way more interesting." And I got to stream it with comms, no delay, um, and that yep. was a massive, massive improvement. And that was way more fun because people got to see like what it was like, especially when you're in you know map four, map five, and it's just like. The reason why I love competing so much is I'm so ADHD and impulsive that, like, everything I do, I constantly have thoughts, like, just going on in my head, right? But when you're competing like that, everything's quiet. You just get in the zone. You just see what's in front of you. And it's just so, it, giving people that perspective will make – it's just – it's so much better. It's so much better. So I think Flats, they're starting to get to that, and they're starting to realize it. So hopefully they keep down that path. of Again, community empowerment. It's, it's exactly what we were talking about earlier. The, the more that you enable your community to create, the more valuable your product inherently is. So it's just, I really hope to see them continue to do the stuff that they're doing. They're, they're on the right track, in my opinion. It's nice. We've got like a couple of running themes in the podcast unintentionally, which is just like, yeah, engage with your community, work with your community, let them feedback, build your own product for you. And Cycle life. Fuck, fuck Corpa, basically, is our second theme, which is just like... <laughs> Fuck your short-termism. Like, look at the bigger picture. Please open your eyes. And again, this just really goes up to the to the to the people above and beyond Team Four. This is like you know the higher higher ups who decide all this. Like, and they they won't listen. Obviously, they don't they don't they don't listen to this podcast. I don't, I don't Team Four exist. does. No, they're like who Miguel like they yeah. So it's it's more just us expressing ourselves. Whether it changes or not is completely out of our control, unfortunately. And 
um, you know, the numbers, I guess, will dictate all. But we still, it's still cathartic to come out here and sometimes be like, this is this is dumb. <laughs> You're dumb. Um, okay. Well, I know, Sam, you've got some stuff to go soon-ish. So what we're going to yeah. do is we're going to wrap up towards concluding thoughts. Uh, so season four is on the horizon, guys. Uh, I hope I'm I'm excited. I'm sure you're excited. We new heroes coming, so we're gonna have that again, and hopefully that will be part of what engages the community once more. So, what are you looking forward to season four? Big picture, like what do you want to see them do? I'll start us off with Sam. New hero. I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, um, obviously, learning new stuff is always fun. Um, for me, I, I I love the personal challenge of like trying to get like really high rank on every hero in the game and having a new tool to play with her i guess it's almost like you're getting a new hot wheel as a kid right you know <laughs> and, and 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 you get to just you know drive that little little sucker around um so i'm excited for that excited to limit test a little bit more um i'm excited for more i guess competitive overwatch to make its bounce back i i i really again my big thing is like this game is at its best when you're playing it with your friends and for me personally, like playing with my friends and taking it to the next level. I've been, I've been gaming like this for 10 years now. Holy. Oh my God. I guess. Yeah. So it's just being able to, being able to do that and, and see like the competitive scene progressively improve is, is sweet because I know how so many of these people work so hard for so long and I want to see them thrive. Um, so for me, season four, definitely the new hero, the competitive scene, more collaborations. They confirm there's a new one. The one punch man was so good. Oh, it was so good. I was dropping skin codes in the tournament chats. Um, but uh, <laughs> that, see, spice it up, man. Spice it up. Uh, but I think, I think they're on the right track. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to the balance team again. They got to make it for how crucial I was to them for a very long time. Whenever they get it right, you got to give them the pat on the back. You guys did a fantastic job in season three. You all should be very thrilled with how you did. Um, I know. I, I think maybe the mercy changes were a little off, in my opinion. But hey, look, you're you guys are batting in the 90s, and that's really, really, really good. So congratulations to the balance team. Hoping to see more from them going forward, and I think that's it for me. Yeah. yeah oh, 100%. and no map pulls. No map pulls. Which we are, which we already know. So that's great. Thank God we don't. Because yeah. because uh, Samino sent me a pitch earlier of uh, Sucarel, which we will save for oh, another time. Then, just, we'll save yeah, for another yeah, time. Don't worry, Sam. Yeah, yeah. We'll, that rap isn't going anywhere. So you can save your cooking Sucarel uh, rant for another at least another fix episode. The spots. Uh, fix the spots <clears throat> where I can't interact with people. That's all I ask. Okay. Fariha, how about you? What are you looking forward to most <laughs> season four? I honestly, I'm looking forward to whatever new voice lines they add in the events. Like I, I love the more um, character-driven and lore aspects of the game. Um, I've, I've been playing more ranked. Got two roles back into GM, so that feels good. But honestly, like I, I want to delve more into supporting the creative parts of the the game and the community like the people who make uh concepts the people who make like mythic concepts or do say like tier lists or just any sort of you know what i want to do i want to do uh comedy roasts i want to do roasts of like <laughs> overwatch mains and stuff like that i think that'd be hilarious but yeah just bringing out um our own fun in this game because i think that's how we can add a bit more life into things when things are stale but i'm still excited to see whatever new stuff they have for us 100% flats yeah. he's I, cooking he's cooking I don't know if I want to uh, come on Volcano here's some baking soda you've been cooking all, all freaking uh, all, all podcasts go for it I'm honestly not that excited I'm a little more nervous than anything um, a new new support hero is nice I think support I'm not ready to launch the war yet but support feels a little, <laughs> a little, a little too strong I actually think support is uh, 
probably the defining factor in a lot of games right now. Um, so I'm not really ready to go in that. And typically when a support is added, it kind of breaks the game. So I'm not looking too forward to that. But honestly, I need something big. I need something big that kind of brings me back a little bit of, uh, you know what? Hey, you know what? We're, maybe we're in a good spot here because I'm going to keep it a buck for you guys. Uh, as a streamer that's been playing this game for so many years and growing my audience here and try to always look for like the best stuff, I'm getting a little tired. Um, sometimes, you know, like, and, and you know, you guys are know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, because sometimes, you know, on both sides of the argument, it's either you're a bootlicking Blizzard lover or you're, you know, if you hate this game, just leave, right? And it's like balancing between the two is really, really hard to always want what's the best for the game and game for everything. Um, but I, 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 it gets really, really kind of demotivating watch at the beginning of the season. Uh, Blizzard probably shelling out thousands of dollars to all the big streamers to come in and play the game for two hours and peace out. Um, meanwhile, we kind of beg for weeks, months to get like one community tournament. And then like, it was a good tournament. Like it was cool to watch. I ended up watching. I didn't play in it. Um, I actually think Lulu's tournament was phenomenal. I was, I, I did Sam. I entered like those games like crazy, dude. dude I, I was like, so hard too. dude, I, I was barely so a lot. That, so my camera's off. So people didn't see, but like I was playing it at one point like this. Cause like my left eye was really watery and I jumped Warren on high ground and I had like the right click Winston combo lined up. And I was like, how did he not die? I watched it back. <laughs> later. I fucking missed. I was like, what? I thought I nailed him. But like my, my right eye had a little bit of water in it. And my left eye was closed. So like, the water made it look like I nailed him, but it was to the right. And I was right, like, yeah. I was it's, like so like deep. I was like, how the fuck did he not kill him? Like, I, 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 I thought, I thought yeah. like ML came in and saved him. Nope, I just missed. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'm stupid. Um, but it, it really does feel like uh, they don't really give a shit about the people that are actually dedicated to this game and legit care. They just want new audiences, new people to come in and play. Uh, so they get more numbers, more monies, more people buying the battle pass, more people spending money on certain things. Um, and to the point where like, we're kind of now that overwatch one or sorry, overwatch two is launched and we did all the hype for them. And we kind of helped them like market the game and like people be like, Hey, come on back. Like this game's actually good. Now we're back to like kind of almost being trash again. And to be honest with you, that's really, really pissed me off. Oh boy. I I'm going to have, I'm going to have to spit all of this. I don't know if I can let this slide. I have to, I have to add my own story here. Flats. I'm going to have to tell you guys something just like I've been. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be positive after this, don't worry. But like, you know, the streamer awards were really awesome. They were hosted by like QT Cinderella and stuff. Like it was it was a streamer-led initiative, right? And it was it was huge. It was like getting the numbers that it got. I didn't even, like some crazy amount of views. Like it got like 5 million or some crazy shit. Like it was, it was an awesome event. And it's just great to see the power of um, just content creator-driven stuff and just communities coming up with stuff, right? She did, think, by the way, from the behind the scenes, like not everybody got to see top notch security was crazy good the check-in process was awesome all the people who did all the interviews top tier people they, it was helpful all the way through the wait staff uh the food uh the drinks like every, they went the after party which apparently you know it had its own little thing but like everything was all out phenomenal she killed it I will tell you right now, but it really made me realize that as a rush streamers, we're, we are who my goals, but sorry, sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, you're right. It's, it's very good context and it's great to be able to have you to be able to kind of, you know, go out in the wider world where, again, you're like, you're like the big fish in the sea right now. And then you go out into the, the ocean and you're like, what the fuck? There's like nobody, nobody even knows who we are. Nobody even knows what our fucking game is. Like nobody gives a shit about us. You know but clicks from Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. He was on my table. He asked me if I was a Valorant streamer. Oh, <laughs> 
I mean, it, it, it just shows you as well. Like, as much, we've gone a long way. Big props to the devs. We've come a long way, but, we, you know, we've still got a ways to go. But I, I will have to, I have to stick the knife in a little bit, which is that, like, it's for, like, over a year, I've been trying to talk to the dev team to do an Overwatch Awards. Like, over a year, I've been, like, I was, like, guys, this was back in, like, Overwatch 1 when we were dead. And I was, like, guys, here's a way that we can generate some hype. Let me organize an Overwatch Awards show. Best, like, best educational creator, best tank streamer, best DPS streamer, funniest clip, you know, best returning creator, like, newcomer, whatever it is. Just so many, like, the best Overwatch League casting duo. I was like, I think the community fucking love it. I think it's great to celebrate our creators because, you know, especially when we were doing this, when I was suggesting this in Overwatch 1, it's like, we don't get a lot of love. You know, like, the creators, they stuck around this game for six years. They could have fucked off to Valorant at any point, like, when it was all hype. They deserve some recognition. People deserve some time to, like, you know to applaud their achievements and the time they've given to this game and I think it would bring the community together I begged them for like a year I begged them I was like guys just give me like a little bit of backing I don't need like a shit ton of money just help me out just put this like just put this somewhere just put a form out let people vote I'll do everything and I just sit there every fucking like month and watch them dump money into some fucking nobody streamer who gives no fucks about Overwatch. No zero fucking fucks about Overwatch. Plays one game, gets like 100k, fucks off, and never turns back. Probably bad mouths Overwatch to their chat every day. And I just sit there and I'm just like, there's no fucking way you guys couldn't give me this one fucking thing. After all this time, you couldn't give me one fucking thing to make this event for the community, to give us something to, like, celebrate amongst ourselves. There's no fucking way. And I, I've been molding over this one quietly. I haven't said a word, but I've been molding over this one quietly. And I just, like, every time I watch these tournaments come up, I, like, a part of me dies inside. Where I'm like, there's no fucking way you guys are going to keep dumping money into, like, everybody that's not an Overwatch creator, and you're not going to do something for us. So I'm just, I have to drop that, I'm sorry, and I apologize, uh, but I have to drop that a little bit. <laughs> Beyond that, which is a very odd note turn. That hurt, I'm not going to lie, that hurt. That hurt right here. It, it, it's painful, dude, it's really, really painful. I don't want to, sorry, go ahead for you. Oh no, I'm just saying, goddamn. Oh sorry, yeah, I thought you were saying something. No, I apologize. I don't want to. I don't want to bring the note negative or anything. I don't want to turn about me or anything. But I just, you know, no, it, you're it's... not. You're you're not wrong. You're literally spot on. Like I, I talked to people at the stream awards, and we talked about Overwatch, and that was actually what they said. Like I'm not even fucking with you. Like, oh man, dude, I I feel for you, man. It's just a little bit painful, especially as someone who like you know, like sometimes people like SUV organize stuff because you're the guy who organizes stuff, and I'm like I I would do so much, guys, but I can't. Anyways, like, yeah, the side note, on the other hand, I've been enjoying Overwatch a lot. <laughs> having said that, I've been having a lot of fun, uh, again, making my own fun. Like I said, I've just been really enjoying learning new heroes, but that's also why I don't grind hard, because I find that, like, you start grinding this game for, like, a couple of weeks straight on the same role, you just start losing your mind. Turn to Sam. Like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Start yeah. pissing everybody off on Twitter. Literally, yeah. right? You start losing your mind a little Don't bit. Like it just has that way. effect. Yeah, Sam, <laughs> you save not, your own. Can we just, can I, that, can I, that, that was the last one. That was like <laughs> that was not what I was expecting. Listen, nor what I meant. I don't. I don't. I don't, I just, I don't I mean to. It it's my fault. My fault. I don't want to hog it from you, but I, I actually have something I'm really like. I really want to say. Yeah, yeah, please, can we, please. Can we stop the fucking Twitter impression farming? Like, we don't make any money off Twitter. Can we stop? Like, why do we just keep poking people for no reason? Like, I'm so sick of the passive-aggressive 
like bullshit kind of like low-key shitting on each other like and then being like haha like i don't use twitter that often but it's it, for me on the outside i lose so much respect for people when they do that shit all the time and it's like just fucking stop like it's so annoying it's cringy it's fucked like it reminds me of high school and i was not one of those people in high school i didn't i did not give a fuck like like it just stop like i hate i hate like poking people just for fun just for little like little bits of like ah uh, like like we, like we're gonna we're gonna target this person or this community or these people just stop dude like what's the point like there's a reason why the greater gaming community doesn't give us a shit give a shit about us like when cod complained like when they talked about snipers and like they were like oh we shouldn't have snipers in pro play all oh, like dexter all the big uh all the news outlets co covered it they don't cover overwatch why because they don't give a shit they don't respect us if they covered us for all the stupid shit we said it would just be nonsense at all times like honestly just cut it out it's so annoying and like i, I don't mean that towards you sam i i no, like, cool, I, I know there's a lot of stuff there I, I i i know like i know how you are i know you're a great dude you do a lot for a lot of people in the shadows and you don't actually take credit for it and that i really do respect that in a lot of ways just i'm so sick of it and it's not you like this there's, there's no, some people who do dude, this it it's pisses your opinion, me off you're dude. entitled to it like so let me let me say <clears throat> something real quick uh, first of all <laughs> my bad uh <laughs> you know, that was not my intention at all like so my thought process was I was trying to gas up the Onagals, right? It was what's really funny about it is nobody asked me why I tweeted it. Because have you ever heard some random shitter try to flame an Ana girl in ranked and the Ana girl just comes back and cooks them? It is top ten moments. So like that happened in my rank game today. So I was like, I'm gonna gas up the Ana mains, ready? I just chose the uh the wrong terminology, and that's on me. I shouldn't have stirred the pot there. Uh, but don't also more stirring the pot of anything. Like I just I yeah, love you, that's Sam. fair. Just no, but also, like, there's no point. I am not sexist. I just want to put that out there too. Just absolutely, I get, I get what people are saying. That's my fault. My bad. Won't happen again. That's why I didn't really say anything after that. My bad. That's just for my bad. That's all I got. My bad. I but I am coming for the Reaper players next. I, I got to do one more. I have, I have <laughs> no, really good. Glasses like stuff. It's, it's no. one more. It's really good. I'm I so sick of it. It's, it's, I'm it's so innocent. sick of it everywhere. I'm so sick. Of <laughs> I, it. I do want to give. I, I, I do want to give Faria the chance to chime in as well because Faria, you you know you kind of weighed in as well. Do you have anything you want to add? This this is why we need the roasts. We need to be mean to everyone equally. <laughs> I volunteer myself. I can. I'll go first if you need to roast somebody first. I give you a lot of subject material, so. <laughs> I, I I do feel that there's a lot of like role wars that occur in Overwatch, and I was I was actually ranting about this in my own chat the other day, where people were like, "Hey, CB, because because so I like for you actually, I've been on my little challenge as well to get my all my roles to GM. I got two down, so I got nice. tank and support to GM. Master one on DPS. So when this stream ends, I'm hit that next placement, hit that next placement, finish the 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 whole bingo card there, but. People uh, throughout when I've been flexing, you know, people keep coming in like, oh, SCP, this is the hardest role, right? This is the real hard, like, DPS is the hardest role, right? Oh, support is the most skillful. And I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Like, they're so different skill. Like, everything is so different. The whole thing about Overwatch is that, like, all the heroes are different. So many, like, even within the role, they, like, venture so many different skill sets. Can we, yeah, I'm, I'm with Flats on this one. Can we just stop it's the just whole, me like. just incarnated. Just shut the fuck up. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> Literally, I'm just There's like, like, just incredible need. Yeah, there's this incredible need to compartmentalize and label everything as, like, meaning something or not. And I feel like Overwatch Twitter is so guilty of this in, a, in an extent. Because they have these repressed feelings of frustration that they need to let out. And they just look for any venue that they can do that with. And it's just... Ugh. 
painful. Yeah, and I think it, it stokes these wars as well that I'm not a fan of, of like, oh, this this hero is better than that hero. Like, we have our opinions, of course we do, and as content creators, we're going to express them, but like, there's, I, I know exactly what Flat's referring to, which is like the deliberately bait, bogus in chat, boger fuck you, the <laughs> deliberately uh, bait tweets of like, you know, and I know bogus to troll, so I, that's not I boger. Boger is like, trolling, I love boger, but I'm honestly so sick of it. Like, I, Bo- even, in general. Yeah, 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 we should stop. We should stop this. Like, just, just, just stop trolling each other for content, guys. Like, we, we, there's better ways to do it. Like, we can do better than this. Like, we, we can do better than this. Like, just stop trolling each other for content. Um, yeah, are we that fucking bored at this point? Is that what we've hit? Because like, that's sad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, real, real. It, it's, it's, it, yeah. No hero, new hero. Yeah. So that hopefully, yeah, we'll, we can reset now, and hopefully, you know, I'll post this on Twitter, and hopefully, we can start a movement to shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah. I'm looking forward to season four, looking forward to what's happening. Again, I, I've been enjoying it, but I just think the only way you can consistently enjoy Overwatch is if you if you start changing stuff around. Like, I, I don't think it's a game. Like, maybe peak Overwatch 1, you could be like, I'm just going to grind this, like, role or this character endlessly, and it'll it'll still be fun. I feel like now I, I always have to switch it up because I need something different. So, I new hero, something different. Uh, and I look forward to that, and I look forward to... Yeah, whatever else they've cooked, whatever collaboration they got planned, maybe they've got modes that are coming, I don't know, another lover watch type thing. I look forward to it, uh, and I hope that they implement some of the stuff that, like, you guys were complaining about as well, particularly, like, Flats. Uh, you know, I, I hate to see you kind of down on this, buddy, and I would, you know, I, I kind of sense that, like, you know, I, I would hate, I'm, I'm going to be real, actually, I'm going to be fully 100 here, like, we've seen so many, get, like, people become huge Overwatch creators, and then they just get tired of this fucking game, and they leave, and then they become, like, variety creators, and if that's your path, buddy, do you, because you, you, you've been that, you're at that echelon now, where it's coming, and uh, I wouldn't at all be surprised if that's the best decision for your content, but man, would it suck to lose you as a, as a Overwatch content creator, so I hope that, they, you know, I hope that the game cooks, and that you don't feel the need to leave, but if you do, it's been a it's been a good ride, buddy. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, guys. Uh, on that note, we're gonna peace out here. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, Freya, Samito, anything else you got that guys got to add? I'm all good. Okay, well we'll be back soon. The stream I'm guys, some donuts but... tonight. Yo, Duncan, <laughs> get that one Duncan that's good for you. Don't Don't you week take, week take. I'm sorry, week take, week take. No, maybe no. they're different up in the Northeast. That's cap though. I don't know. Maybe, know, maybe. That's, that's an L. I'm going to have to tell my other person who likes Duncan. I need to send this this clip. I'm going to have to send it to her and say Duncan equals not as good as Krispy Kreme. We don't have Krispy Kreme up here. Oh, sucks to suck, the closest one to me is in uh, the MGM Grand in Connecticut. That's like a three-hour drive. <laughs> like I'm, I ain't going three hours for some uh, for some Krispy Kreme. That's pass. Oh, God. Oh, well, God. I'll, I'll, see you, I, I'll see you all. See you guys very Alrighty. much. Thanks for joining, guys. Peace out. Go show Thanks these guys some time. love. Thank you very much. Peace.